Oh god, it's gonna be disgusting editing this. Because <laughs> I edit it, so I'm the one that's gonna, gonna have to cut out me sniffling and all. Oh, I'm also kind of sniffly, so I'm gonna <sighs> try not to do it. I'm just nauseous. Oh, good. We're so we're doing. We're <laughs> all doing great. All doing great. I have post nasal drip, so sometimes that turns into nausea. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. My allergies were very bad, listeners. So I took a antihistamine, which gives me serious brain cloud. And then to combat the brain cloud and stay somewhat focused and mentally acute, I drank all of the coffee that I could. Too much, some would say, and I am one of those some. So now I have a headache. Let's talk about... Ooh, here, I have a bit. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? What's your favorite scary movie? Not this one. No, no, this is bad. This one includes Joshua Jackson, which is points in my book. Yeah, we have a scheduling um, kerfuffle with our guest for today. So we, you know, I was like, Tina, you know, how would you feel about recording an episode just you and me? Because obviously Allison is still on Rumspringa. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable with that. <laughs> but I was like, but, but let me sweeten the pot. The movie features Christina Ricci for me and Joshua Jackson for you. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, all right, I can do that. Yeah. And then uh, last minute, we had uh, some availability. Say hello to uh, five-time guest, Ooh. maybe six-time guest, Crystal Brackett. Hello. You're next. Yeah. Right. Legacy. Uh-huh. Uh, Howard the Duck. Right. Beethoven's. Right. Adam's family. Adam's family. Yeah. So that's five, right? So this is number yeah. six. Yeah. Damn. Congratulations. Catching up. Yeah. Look at me. Man, Beaver's going to be so mad. There's like so many fucking new contenders all the time. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So the film we were talking about today, appropriate to our you know physical maladies, yeah. is Cursed mm-hmm. from two thousand and five. Don't you forget it. Even though it was filmed starting in like two thousand and one, yeah, and was finished filming around two thousand and three. Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Because it came out about a year and a half after it was done. Because yeah, it took. Yeah. It took about two, two and a half years to complete filming, which is Uh crazy because it's not like a war epic or... What's the word? Castaway. Castaway. (laughs) Castaway took like two and a half years or something because they had to let Tom Hanks grow a crazy island man beard. Lose his mind. Yeah. Yeah. But this isn't that. This is a fucking teen slashery werewolf movie from from the people that brought you Scream. Mm -hmm. Previous episode, episode 10, with guest Bill Guinan. He never listens to these... Yeah, directed by Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson, again, director and writer, retrospectively, uh, respectively, of Scream, and uh, Kevin Williamson wrote Dawson's Creek, and I mean, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of movies, a bunch of TV, obviously Wes Craven has directed a ton of things yeah. of you know, varying quality, but like... Man, none as varying as this. No, I mean, he's an established director with good quality work overall. Yeah. yeah. 
this though. Oh, buddy. I mean, I said to Hunter, he had mentioned it was it was you know Troubled pretty bad production, and I was like, I, I just don't understand. Like, it has a good cast. It has almost an all star cast. It's a weird cast. It's a weird cast, but they're all good actors. Maybe. <laughs> they are. Most of them are. Most of them are good. Yes. Um, and Kevin Williams is Maya good? Oh, that's true. Okay, so Maya's not. Sorry, but, Maya. Yeah. yeah. Well. I mean, she's not known for acting. Right. Exactly. So it was a side career. They replaced Mandy Moore with Maya. That's a. That was a choice. That's a trade down. Yeah, and like Mandy Moore's not. Not any great shakes, but I still think that's a step down. It takes a lot of turns, but none of them are good. And none of them matter. No, no. You know what this felt like to me? Can't imagine. Torture? Well, (laughs) it reminded me of the first season of Dawson's Creek where Dawson is filming a horror movie. (laughs) This is it. Yeah, dude. This is the horror movie. That's really meta, even for Kevin Williamson. Yeah, except it, instead of Katie Holmes, it's Christina Ricci. And Joshua Jackson, instead of being the creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah. he's a werewolf. He's a werewolf. Spoilers for this movie that, like, God help you if you need to watch it. <laughs> he's a werewolf. It's I mean, a werewolf movie. We should, I guess, should have stayed that little closer yeah. to the top. But uh, it doesn't come completely out of nowhere. It is a werewolf movie. It's not like it's a... It was a taut psychological thriller about the accounting accounting world until oh there's a werewolf no it's a werewolf movie well I mean, that seems like it might be better yeah well I somehow. mean it it uh, does involve yeah. the Craig Kilborn show yeah weirdly and as okay as we mentioned this thing took like two years to film it was on the shelf for another year and a half or two years by the time it actually debuted. Craig Kilborn was no longer the host of The Late Late Show. It was Craig Ferguson, our boy. Uh, yes, the, the bell is in honor of Craig Ferguson. That's where we got the bell bit. Yeah. We love the bell. We do love the bell. Yeah, no, this is a weird one. Scott Bayo is in this movie for what turns out to be no reason, but even... There are two versions. They basically made this movie twice, and then, astounding all logic, they went with the worst version of it. By all, like, accounts? Yeah. I, I mean, Scott Bayo should have been cut entirely. Well, they couldn't cut Scott Bayo entirely because you need a reason for Judy Greer to be there. She's his agent. I mean, like, you yeah, know, I you guess. could reshuffle it and make her anything else at any point anywhere. Like, everything in this is so weirdly transitory because, like, half of the footage, maybe, or less, a little less than half, is from the original version. And half of it is from later on. After, like, they scrapped, you know, a bunch of the movie and rewrote it and reshot it and had to bring people back even for reshoots on the reshoots. So I read up as much as I could find out about this and I watched a couple of, um, like, video essays and a few interviews talking about this. From what I can piece together, because things mostly line up, but there's some inconsistencies in the story. From what I can piece together... Wes Craven had, like, three movies that he wanted to get made. It was like, oh, I want to work, I want to do this, this, and this in any order. Like, who, you know, and he's an established director at this point, so, like, who wants to make these movies with me? And the Weinstein Company are like, we, we'll do it. Uh, but we want to start with that one, the werewolf one, because, like, yeah, werewolves, right? Like, <laughs> they haven't been done properly in a long time, you know, maybe ever is the argument. I don't know what properly even is, but yeah. I mean, you know, because a lot of them are, like, junk, junk. You know, like, 
when was American Werewolf in Paris? That was shortly before this, right? Yeah, right about that. Like Let late actually, 90s, early 2000s? I'm going to say like 99. 97. American 97, wow. That's, that's even earlier than yeah, I thought. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, and like... That got a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> out of a possible 10? Oh, no, it's 100. It's 100. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious to see what this got. 16%. So oh. this is markedly better. Twice as good. Yeah. <laughs> twice as good as American Werewolf in Paris, and yet contains no Bush songs. Weird. Voodoo gave it three point nine out of five. This thing is like the messiest, messy movie like ever. Mm. Like it, it looks wildly different from part to part. Like people's performances are wildly different. In some cases, people's eyebrows are wildly different. Yeah. Why does her her eyebrows? Christina Ricci's eyebrows, which are very nineties by the way, they're stick thin. Um, keep changing shapes and thicknesses yeah. and like, co- like variations in color. Like they're darker and lighter and like. Yeah, because eyebrow, you know, fashion had changed. She was <laughs> trying to stay on top of the trends, and this movie took about four years to exist. So, nightmare. I mean, honestly, the answer is probably that they had two completely different makeup teams. That's what I think happened. Yeah, yeah. like. So, the Weinstein's Miramax said, uh, you know, we'll do it, but we want. Um, a franchise, you know, or franchisable film from Wes Craven. Like, we want to be in the Wes Craven business. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. This is what they want to make first, and then they're going to, they, they agree, I guess, to, like, fund the other movies. I forget what they were. I read a couple different things, but it doesn't matter. So, Wes Craven, with the script from Kevin Williamson, it's an R-rated werewolf movie. It's going to reinvent, you know, werewolf movies for the modern era. Okay, cool. Sounds good. They get most of the way i'll say like maybe 80 percent of the way from what i can gather through filming it and then there's some change-ups at miramax um and the weinsteins decide to get a lot more hands-on uh with the like they're real good at getting hands-on they are at least one of them is apparently pretty good at it i beat crystal to the bell yeah yeah not to make light of a terrible situation. No, 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 no. Not making light of. I'm not trying to make light of it. At no, all. I. No, I'm not either. Fuck a bunch point. of uh, yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they decide to like the. You know, they're going to actually like oversee the process now, and they decide they don't want it to be R-rated. They want it to be PG-13 because you'll get more butts in seats, and it's easier to franchise with. You know, blah blah. blah. Okay. Right. As opposed to trying to draw people to a movie despite it being R-rated and then making that a franchise, they'll dumb it down a little bit, water it down, and, you know, more people will see it because I get it. But not a great decision if you're trying to make, like, a werewolf movie, which is, like, you know, it's got elements of body horror to just inherent in it. And then, like, what do you want out of a werewolf movie is, like, some cool kills, gore, you know, whatever. They're like, okay, so you have to you have to reshoot a whole bunch of stuff um, and do rewrites, and then they slashed the budget for these reshoots, which is like the worst decision for, like you could ever make. Really, I mean, it would be better if they just let them finish the R-rated version and then edit it to shit, which is a thing that I've heard that the Miramax company did anyway. Mm. So I don't know why this was any different, but they did reshoots, they did rewrites, a uh, whole character characters got like axed and like folded into other characters and they changed the relationships and um changed the dynamics between like people all kinds of weird you know where they ended up having to reshoot a bunch of the movie i don't know how much exactly but like a lot to the point where like you know people weren't sure in a scene what their relationship to the actors they were with was in this version 
it's just like it's crazy and in some scenes you can kind of tell like you can yeah. tell that like people just have a different vibe or they have like no vibe with it's the so people weird. in the scene yeah like well cuz Christina Ricci is the one who was like I don't know like she had said that when she was on set she couldn't she had to ask like is this the cut where he's my brother or my boyfriend in the scenes with her brother which is what they decided on Jesse Eisenberg Jess, by the way. Jesse Eisenberg there's a couple of scenes where they're not talking very much or like the one scene in the bathroom where yeah. she's getting ready and he comes up behind her seems yeah. very intimate yeah and then the way he looks at her when she walks away is not the way you look at your sibling. It's a little weird. Yeah, I don't have siblings, but that seemed weird to me. Yeah. And I was just like, mm, he's giving her a look that you would give your partner right. if they were, like, giving you the cold shoulder. Well, and they keep making a point about how she's she looks different. She's more dressed up, and everybody keeps talking about how good she looks. Yeah. And so when she's, like, doing her hair and getting dressed up and yeah. he looks at her that way, it's not like a, oh, she looks different. It's like a, let's bang. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is... Awkward. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes like that, though, where, like, he looks at her weird or she looks at him weird. Yeah, their interactions are just, like, yeah, very strange. This movie both has weirdly clumsy info dumps and then, like, because of the other, because of the weirdly clumsy ones, weirdly, like, airy info, like, you know, like, stuff that's actually, like, kind of well done and, and done with some sort of, like, directorial style, like, you know. We gather that their parents have died in some way. We don't really know exactly how, but, like, how do we find this out? She looks uh, wistfully at a photo of her and Jesse Eisenberg and two adults sitting on a couch together. And there's some sad music. And, you know, you're like, okay. And I said, it's the way everybody on Party of Five ever looked at a photo on Party of Five. Yeah, but then they had to, like, reinforce it later by making a whole dialogue about the parents being dead. Right, and, like... uh, the first time they interact over the phone, he literally has to say, like, I'm your brother. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. That scene confused me anyway, because he says, don't you know what could happen? And she said, to a teenage girl in, in Hollywood. She says, to a teenager in Hollywood. I think she says a teenage girl, doesn't she? No. It doesn't matter. Implying that if she doesn't pick him up from him running errands to buy comic books about werewolves and hit on a girl he knows from school, that he might, I guess, lure it into a life of prostitution. <laughs> I swear she said teenage girl. No, I think he's implying like... So the teenager is him. Yeah, it's snappy uh, Kevin Williamson ADR dialogue. Well, right. Oh, boy. There's a lot of that. It's bad, too. Like... Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Um, As an avid Dawson's Creek fan. Yeah, like, you know... (laughs) It's bad. Like, I saw a bunch of Dawson's Creek uh, over quarantine. Allison was rewatching it. And, like, you know, some of it's, like, kind of of its time, like, heavy, thuddy. But, like... It generally has a style, and it's a heightened, you know, it's like the Buffy thing of, yeah. like, it, nobody really talks like this, but, like, since everybody's doing it, you can... It shapes sort, the world. Yeah, you can yeah. sort of fit into it, and you get into that, like, rhythm, and it all works. It doesn't work in this. No, it At doesn't. all. No. And there's a lot of, like, dialogue in the movie congratulating, like, funny things, or commenting on how great the funny thing that somebody else said, and I'm like, it's just, like weirdly masturbatory Kevin Williamson yeah, being like, isn't that a great zinger? Well, I'll have somebody say it's a great zinger. Ha ha ha, great zinger. Yeah, it's very <laughs> self-congratulatory. And, like, it happens more than once. Like, it, you know, but I think that's a rewrite thing. I think I think he's probably like, well, I tried really hard on the first pass, and they didn't like it, so here's a bunch of fucking nonsense. Here's or maybe, or maybe he nonsense. knows it's so bad it may not land. 
Yeah. He's got to make it land. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. It's, yeah. it's, uh, there's so much rough dialogue and like on the nose dialogue in this. We're just like, okay. And then the dialogue aside and the confusing relationships aside and the characters that seem to be essentially meaningless aside, the CGI. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's the other thing is uh, in the original version of this, uh, the effects were by Rick Baker, and then I guess Rick Baker was too expensive, so uh, he was let go. And well, I mean, all the you know stuff with his uh, monster design and effects had to be reshot anyway, I guess. And they had um, K and B effects group come in and do this thing, <laughs> and, and it is bad at best. Well, you know what's yeah. funny? I made a note about it because at first, the very first um, introduction of the werewolf, I was yeah. like, yo, they, they totally ripped the lichen from uh, Van Helsing, which is bad enough, yeah, right? Yeah, not good. Uh, and then as it went on, I went, oh, actually, the lichens are better than yeah. this. Uh, we recently, uh, the Mount Mausoleum, the house here, we have recently watched all the Underworlds. Mm-hmm. And this is like underworld level a creature design and b like effects yeah which if that's your thing sure whatever but it's not good it can still be your thing and that's fine but it's not good when you look at it you have to know that it's not good looking yeah Um, it doesn't even look like cgi it's it's puppety but not in a good way it's blurry it's i don't know wobbly yeah wobbly is a really good term the physics of like you know like that's that's part of the thing about cgi is like making things look like they have weight yeah which is why a lot of early cgi stuff doesn't quite work because like stuff seems too weightless yeah there's a garage chase like where maya is getting attacked by a werewolf in a garage and it's like leaping from like uh car hood to car hood chasing her and i mean a it's leaping way too high for this garage mm-hmm. this park like parking garage it's just like we've all been in parking garages they don't have vaulted ceilings like right. and the, but they just need it to be off screen really fast because it doesn't look good so they just like oh like superman jumps like right you know right out of frame and i'm like that's crazy yeah well and even when he lands on things it doesn't do the amount of damage it should for how hard he lands. Yeah. There's a lot like, of, like, sound effects of, yeah. like, oh, but, like, nothing really happens. No, nothing yeah. moves or bends. No, the car, like, rocks a little, yeah. but it's like, okay. Let's... It's because it was, you know, probably shot with different effects in mind. Right. Yeah. You know, Wes Craven was probably like, oh, I'm sure this will look good when we're done. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't out there like, hey, let's make it... Hey, do you guys like crap? <laughs> Wes Craven apparently, quote, has nothing good to say about this movie. I've, uh, I've had a long and storied career, and I decided on this one I'd make it uh, bad. <laughs> I'm throwing w- my hand at bad. Yeah, hey, guys, I was thinking about a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let, let, let's go quickly through the plot, and then we can talk about specific things. So um we open with portia de rossi who is a gypsy (laughs) an american gypsy no yeah yeah which i have you know several qualms with yeah Uh, there's a lot there's a lot she uh boy i i you know what i forgot about i forgot that that's how this movie yeah Yeah, i did too just watched it It, yeah i mean to be fair there's a lot in this gumbo it is a gumbo. Well, the funniest part of this opening scene is Shannon, Elizabeth, and Maya yes. are sitting at the 
the they're at a fair at a yeah at a fair or carnival or something. They're sitting at the table with Portia de Rossi the gypsy, and yeah, she's got like a fortune telling booth. uh, Yeah, and she they ask for her to look into Shannon Elizabeth's future. Something about a guy. Yeah, and. Portia de Rossi's like, blood, I see blood, and she grabs their hands or whatever. I guess they're friends, right? Yeah, Fine. Yeah, you get the idea but, that they're, they're friends. But then shortly thereafter, Shannon Elizabeth dies, and Maya is carrying on about her life as if nothing has happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, they have no, like, emotional weight. Like, that has right. no... So, yeah, um, Portia de Rossi's telling her, like, blood, oh, you're in danger, the moon, it, she feeds by the moon, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And... While you were talking, when you were like, you know, something about a guy, I was like, oh, wait, I think the guy might be Josh Jackson. And okay. I was like, oh, okay. But then it pushed to Rossi. She definitely says something about, like, it's not a boy. It's it's, it's she. She feeds no, no, by no, the moon. She says she? it's a beast. It's oh, a beast. The oh, beast okay. feeds by the moon. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, they're just like doubling back on weird logic loops. Okay. So it could be. That actually could tie together. Yeah. Um, and then we see, you know, whatever. Shan Elizabeth's driving home. Um, we've already met Jesse Eisenberg and his dog Zipper. And he tries to hit on a girl that he knows from school because he's still in high school or college. High school, right? It's got to be high school. He's in high school, so, yeah. yeah. And because uh, he's talking about he sits behind her and uh, what did he say? Uh, government and, and then algebra. But he said it together. Government algebra. Yeah. It's three things. It's yeah. a government Algebra, algebra and, and history. History. But he's like, I sit behind you in government algebra and and I was like <laughs> We yeah. all went, What's government algebra? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's some fucking nineteen eighty four shit. <laughs> I was like, don't like that. And he's good. like, anyway, uh, you know, if you need to make your grades double plus good, uh, I'm your guy. It's a nineteen eighty four joke. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I withered under that one. It's fine. Guys, brain cloud. Yeah. Gotta bear with me. Yeah. Brain cloud. Uh, yeah, and then her boyfriend shows up, which is Milo Ventimiglia from uh, Heroes and mm-hmm. Little Else. Uh, hey, he was in the Gilmore Girls. Oh, I've never, ever seen the... Um, uh, oh, I haven't either. I also haven't seen this show, but I know he's in it. This is Us. Oh, yeah, I hear that's uh, fantastic. Never and seen that it, he's yeah. In it. Yeah, it doesn't appeal to my sensibilities. It apparently is very sad. It's It feels like mom sad. It's like oh yeah, like stay at home mom sad. Oh, like Lifetime original movie. Yeah, sad? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Mandy Moore is also in that. Oh. What? She's married to Milo. Oh. Yeah. Trivia. I guarantee that's <laughs> on. I guarantee that's on the IMDb <laughs> trivia. Mandy Moore was in the original cut of this movie with Milo Ventimiglia, and now they appear on this. I, is us. I usually check the IMDb trivia. I didn't for this one. I checked the other trivia site, whatever that was. Uh, TV, TV tropes. tropes. Yeah. yeah. TV tropes is good. Yeah. Um, I had to watch, this is how much I suffer from my art. I had to watch Rick Baker being interviewed by Joe Rogan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Human toilet Joe Rogan. Bummer. Man. I had to. I was You're like, on a list now. I, yeah. That's in your search history. Yeah. They're going to mail me some of that horse fucking dewormer. Uh, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, oh, Milo Ventimiglia, that's where we were. Hmm. Milo shows up and he th- hurls a bunch of homophobia at, uh, at Jesse Eisenberg, and then, um, Jesse Eisenberg leaves with his dog, and we meet Christina Ricci, and she goes to visit her boyfriend, Joshua Jackson, and he works at a place called Tinsel, which is, like, a horror-specific Bobo Planet Hollywood. 
And their logo for the restaurant is like an like an awful band called Tinsel that would open for like Stained. Yeah. It's yeah. like kind of pointy and doesn't look good at all. It, ugh, uh, it, it looks like it was like the Chris Angel Mind Freak font or something. Oh god, yeah, that's it's got Chris Angel vibes. Yeah. The whole restaurant does. The whole movie yeah. does. The whole, yeah, movie, the whole does. movie does. See, if... The soundtrack especially. Oh, boy. There are some choice cuts on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big ugh. favorites of mine. I'll tell yeah, you what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to download it when I go home. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm not going to stream it. I'm going to download it. Yeah. Uh, whatever song plays over the end credits is so bad. It's real bad. I love that they try to make Mulholland Drive creepy as shit. Is there a reason for that? Is there some kind of historical reason why everybody uses Mulholland Drive? Um... I think it's, uh, I mean, it has a, a good look. You yeah. Know? Like, it winds through the Hollywood Hills and all. Um, and, I, I, I mean, I honestly, I think that's it. Hmm. I mean, it's like, it's this, like, relatively deserted stretch of road. And he said that something about, like, the canyon makes your cell phone service go out. So, like, you can't, like, at one point they say Yeah, that, he so. was trying to call the police and it yeah. kept cutting out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, David Lynch. Mulholland Drive. Yeah. I hate that movie. I did hate it, and then I thought a lot about it, and I, I had, like, a real fucking epiphany, and I was like, oh, I think I like it now. We've talked about doing this on the podcast, yeah. but I just don't know if I can bring myself to watch it again. I mean, it's still, it's a David Lynch movie, so, like, it's weird as hell, and you there's gotta... not, I'm not saying I understand all of it, because I don't think literally anyone could, and if you say you understand all of it, and you're not David Lynch, I don't believe you. Those little people in the box fuck me up. Yeah, that's 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 just not a thing that makes any sense. <laughs> David Lynch is like, nah, I get it. And I'm like, I no, bet you, you do. I totally believe you. But you're not going to tell me, and I don't get it. You want some coffee? I would love to have coffee. Not today. I had too much, David. <laughs> so much coffee. David Lynch, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. please, come on the show. I would love to see just what movie he would want to talk about. His own. No, I, I I bet he doesn't want to fucking talk about his own movies ever again. I bet he's like, maybe Felix the Cat, the movie. Have you covered that one? I'm like, like, actually, weirdly, we yeah. did. Believe it or not. And he's like, ha, 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 wild. It's filth. Pure filth. The horniest film I've ever seen. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, <laughs> previous episode. Um, so there's a car accident. In Mulholland, uh, <laughs> right. in the Hollywood Hills, and it is uh, Christina Ricci. Her relationship with Josh Jackson is weird in this. It's just, like, so tense, and I have no real sense of, like, what they Why? mean to each other. Yeah, I... Like, he shows up. It turns out to be a dream. But he shows up, and, you know, she's like, you're the only good thing. All the good things in my life seem to go away. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, it well... doesn't feel like anybody would say it. And then it does turn out to be a dream, so I guess that's an explanation. Except that a lot of the dialogue in the movie has the same feeling. Yeah, they're into all of their interactions are weird. They they have the vibe of like, like they just met That's... but are like wildly into each other. Yeah. But and, like, like want to get serious too fast, like that's the vibe of both of them. Yeah, but they're also weirdly cold towards each other. Right. And I don't get it. I don't. And either. it's like scene to scene. Well, and I think you know what it is. Oh. I bet you. You just figured it out too. Yeah. It's because those scenes the, the they're real cold to each other they have no emotional relation to each other because she was dating jesse eisenberg is that is that right like, that's gotta be it so the, they're okay, recycled wait. scenes all right wild theory 
I'm ready. Okay, so in this movie, they established that the something about the being a werewolf makes people want to fuck you. I'm going to say it's pheromones. Yeah, <laughs> werewolf pheromones. Right? So maybe when they're cold to each other, it's when neither of them is producing any pheromones at all because of, I guess, the lunar cycle right. or the time of day or whatever. But then when they see each other and it's either later or further along in the in the lunar cycle and one or the other of them is producing pheromones, they're super into each other because of the pheromones. And that's why they're so hot and cold is because werewolves. Holy shit, I think I can explain this whole movie with the words cuz werewolves. <laughs> I think you are doing a deep dive where there's real shallow water, my friend. <laughs> Kevin Williamson, if you are listening, and I am right, please come on the show and say it, and then we'll, we can do another movie if you want. Pick a, pick a movie. <laughs> you can join us, Kevin Williamson, but you got to bring your friend, Joshua Jackson. <laughs> your friend and frequent collaborator. Frequent, frequent voice to your words, Joshua Morganstein Jackson. What's his middle name? I actually don't know. That's weird. That it's weird, weird that you don't know. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you're super. I really do apologize. You're a super fan. And I, I assumed you'd be like, it's Daniel or I'm whatever. I'm just too busy <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> Fair. Carter. Carter. Joshua Carter Jackson. Yeah, uh, they so they have a meeting at the, the Tinsel, the Bobo Planet Hollywood that's all horror stuff, which is kind of, it would be kind of cool, except, like, I just don't care. Well, it's more of a wax museum. Well, that's the thing is, I, I read that the original ending to the original version was set in... In a wax museum. In, like, the Madame Tussauds, yeah. like, Hollywood wax museum, and then they couldn't do the reshoots there for some reason, uh, and... They were like, oh, we have to invent a new set entirely. Which is where the mirrors came from. Right, and like, it has a hall of mirrors, and it's like, weirdly laid out, and it, it's, it's got like a castle set piece, like, that, it's like a ballroom floor overlooked by like a weird balcony so that the werewolf can come out and do the gif where it flips people <laughs> off, which you've all seen. Well, here's the other thing, is like, you can tell very clearly from those scenes what was the reshoot and what wasn't. Because they keep flipping back and forth between them being in the wax museum and then being in the Hall of Mirrors. And when they're in the wax museum, uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Christina Ricci are, like, very touchy-feely. Yeah. And, like, when they're in the Hall of Mirrors, they They are often... Yeah. Half half this movie, the back half of this movie, (laughs) they gave Jesse Eisenberg (laughs) the weirdest wig that makes him... I never, ever, (laughs) ever would have thought this if you'd asked me, Hunter... Could Jesse Eisenberg look like Josh Hartnett? I would have been like, no, that's silly. Why would you even propose such but a thing? But he sure can. But he does. He just looks like you made Josh Hartnett eat a whole lemon. <laughs> and he's just got a puckered up lemon face on Josh Hartnett's body. That's the wig they give him. It makes him look like lemon face Josh Hartnett. It's weird as shit. Oh my God. And it's just like, I was like, oh wait, is it like, are they going to explain this by like, it's a werewolf thing? Like his hair is growing now? And it's darker. There's no explanation for it. No, there's no explanation. Unless that is the explanation. It is actually werewolves, because werewolves. Well, maybe. I mean, they kept saying Christina Ricci was getting, like, hotter. Maybe that's what they thought was hotter for Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah, looking like a different, hotter actor. It's like if we made a werewolf movie, and it was like, Hunter, you got bitten by a werewolf. I think you're getting hotter. And for the back half of the movie, I just carried around a fucking cardboard cutout of, like, and literally anyone that's hotter than me, which is like 99% of people. So I'll say Michael Shannon. I just had Michael Shannon's <laughs> cardboard face on a stick in front of me. And I was like, it's me, Hunter. 
You're like, he's way hotter now. I don't get it. It's like, yeah, he looks like a different, hotter guy. Oh, man. Yeah, and their idea of hotter Christina Ricci is like, she wears a sundress. That's like right, a, a and she curls cleavage-y. her hair. Yeah, it's like a little cleavage and her hair isn't like, yeah, string straight now. Yeah. It's just like... It's very weird. Right, it's like, dude, that's like that's trying even less than like, she's all that. Yeah, like, she doesn't look markedly different. She's, no. And her hair isn't curly, either. It's like, it's curled at wavy. the end. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, a little wavy. It's very, very subtle differences. Yeah, and the people in the movie just keep... Another Lex Luthor, there's two in here, because Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville is like, he works with her at the Craig Kilborn show... <laughs> And, which, I love that that's a thing. That's like, like a major set piece. It yeah. is. Well, because, and you said, the, oh boy, God, you gotta stay with us, fans. <laughs> this movie's a mess, and talking about it's a mess, and my brain is a mess. It's just a messy, messy movie. But, like, in the original version, Scott Bayo, who is in this movie, Scott, Charles in Charge Bayo, he was, like, the King Wolf, the King yeah, Werewolf. Well, and I knew it. So I was sure that's where this was going, and I called it, like, ten minutes into the movie. So they meet him... Like in in the film, they meet him at like a it's a PETA fundraiser it's like event a gala, yeah, or where everybody's dressed party. like animals in those like weird like Met it's a gala furry style. meetup. It is there's there's no yiffing that I could see, but mm. uh, you know there were some waddling penguins. Oh. Listen, you can ding the bell all you want. Yiffing still exists. Uh. Uh. So they meet him. He he sits weirdly. Like, with his arms up and his hands, like, hanging down. Like, it's a Renfield pose. Yeah, he does, like, a like a meerkat-y yeah. kind of thing. And then he's kind of, like, doing this, like, aloof sort of stare off. And, like, he touches Christina Ricci, like, weirdly seductively. And you were like, oh, he's the werewolf. And I was like, no, he's not a werewolf. He's just Italian. Well, he-, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, tossed his... She tossed her hair to the side and, like, they zoomed in on her neck. Yeah. And then he was staring at her neck. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so yeah, apparently in the original version, he was supposed to be the the king werewolf. And I don't know if this is traditional. Does anybody know? Is this traditionally werewolf lore that like you, the, like, that there's like a, a main, like a king werewolf? I have no idea. Because like, I know that's kind of a vampire thing. Yeah. It's like you can have a king or queen vampire. I know, I know that it works like that for vampires. I don't know how it works for werewolves. I know. I'm not an expert. So I, I mean, I no, I'm not. <laughs> no. So I think in in werewolf like mythology, like if you are infected and you kill the werewolf that bit you, then you're cured. But I don't think like if you you know if I killed the werewolf that bit them, then we'd all be cured. I don't know. Yeah, if that I don't works. know if that's how that works. I mean, that's that's how that's they how make it works. it works with vampires. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is, we're arguing about the magic logic and that's, it's, I know it's silly, but it's just a weird thing that I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Is that... Well, it's silly because they don't actually properly explain this. No, they like allude to it. And then Joshua Jackson reveals it in the finale and it just doesn't really come to much. He bursts into a big old road flare flame and, and it's just over and I don't, but like, <laughs> but why would he burst into flames? That's, uh, that's more of a vampire thing. Yeah. Yeah, like dude, all right. So this is so messy that you just have to turn this off. Go watch the movie no, and to come the whole back. Episode, rate it 5 stars, <laughs> then go watch this movie, well, then the listen to is, it again yeah, and rate not, it 5 stars again on a different platform. It's not going to make any sense. No, nothing makes sense. I mean, the movie itself doesn't make sense, but like it's so hard to explain 
Yeah, because yeah. we're, we're technically talking about, like, two timelines in reality. Like, we're yeah. not talking about timelines within the movie. This is no. reality. There were two different versions, but they affect who and what appears in the movie. But that is why I think the Craig Kilborn show is such a presence, is because you needed an excuse to have, why would Scott fucking Bayo be in this movie with teenagers going to high school or whatever? Right. And it's like, oh, well, if... If one's not a teenager, she's like just a you know an adult, and she works at the Craig Kilborn show. That's how we get a celebrity like Scott Bayo. And there's probably like a you don't age like if we made it now, it'd be Paul Rudd. Yeah. yeah, you know, would be in the movie, and they'd be like, oh look, they got Paul Rudd to play himself in this, and they'd like turn at the end, it turns out he's a vampire, or a werewolf, or leprechaun, or fuck. Copyright, copyright, the copyright. Hey, watch, great watch. Paul Rudd leprechaun movies. Yeah, I was just gonna say people turn people into leprechauns. We're doing this right. <laughs> You can't use that, guys. This it's is called ours. it's called leprechaunlony. What? <laughs> like leprechaun. Uh, I know where you, that wasn't. As a fan of portmanteaus. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad one. That's a bad one. It's a bad one. Whew. Oh boy. Leprechaunlony. Con con colony. Lepre- Je- Jennifer colony. Connolly in leprechaunlony. Leprechaunlony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spicy. <laughs> um, well, I'm still. Car crash. This is the car crash. Oh my god. Oh, I'm still there. Eisenberg and Ricci are driving uh, with Zipper, uh, their, their dog, in the car, and they. Um, the werewolf, like, runs up their windshield, and they, you know, swerve all across the Mulholland Drive there, and. They crash into the rear of Shannon Elizabeth's car, which then, like, ejects itself off the, you know, off the road. Like it, like I said. It goes over the median yeah, and, like, it, tumbles it, forever. It reacts like it's a NASCAR crash. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, like, what would basically be a fender bender. Like, there's no way they're both both going so fast that that would happen. That's just crazy on I that mean, road. I mean, she know. might have flipped halfway, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like then, on her side, but like not over the median and down the hill. No, I thought they were going to do a thing where like her car got stuck half on the road and yeah. like half off. And then they were, you know, like we're going to get attacked by the werewolf then or something. But like, no, her car rolls down the hill. Uh, Eisenberg stays to get help to sell signal and call the, call the cops. And uh, Christina Ricci goes down. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth is pinned like in the driver's seat upside down. Um, She's having a whole meltdown. When Eisenberg joins them, they get her free, and, you know, she's like, I hope you guys have insurance, and, you know, and Eisenberg's like, oh, sorry, it was an accident, uh, we hit an animal, or it hit us, I'm not really sure, and she's like, it wasn't a dog, was it? And then this werewolf dives through the, you know, driver's side window, grabs her by the neck, and drags her out of the car, Jesse Eisenberg grabs her ankles, and he's like, Christina Ricci, grab my ankles, and she grabs his ankles, and then all three of them are being drugged bodily through the underbrush, uh, I refer to it as a werewolf conga line. It's the only decent jump scare in the whole movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it was fine. It startled me. Yeah. Um, it's the only one that did. They all, it's underbrushed, you can't really see anything. They get bitten or scratched, and only Jesse Eisberg and Christina Ricci, like, get back through the car, because I guess they have to crawl through the car to get out from the underbrush or whatever. Uh, then Shannon Elizabeth's upper torso gets, like, ejected from the, you know, from the shrubbery <laughs> and, like, lands on Christina Ricci and you think she's dead. Then she, like, looks and then turns over and, like, crawls and it's very, like, uh, like, as a return of the living dead sort of zombie vibe, but then she, like, dies fully. The cops, it cuts to, like, the cops are there and the paramedics and uh, the, the cop taking their statements is Nick Offerman. 
uh, with a baby face and a military-ish haircut. Looks very cop-like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in uh, Miss Congeniality 2. Oh. Which I think is around this time. Because he, he, he's also very young in that. Um, he plays like a biker. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. Um, I barely remember like what his scene is. But yeah, like there's like a biker bar altercation. And yeah, he's... He's a biker. <laughs> Amazing. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then, I don't know, like, then what happens? What Sh- does happen? I um, mean, yeah, I mean, so the threads of this movie are that Joshua Jackson is going to open Tinsel, this crappy restaurant. And also... Is it a restaurant? Uh, I think it's like a Planet Hollywood. Like, I think you can get yeah, food there and maybe. it's like a museum. But I think this is, like, the opening, like, gala thing. Right, So, yeah. like, they don't really have tables. You're just all sort of, like, dancing and getting finger food, that kind of thing. Right. That's not what I, I... thought you were going to say. You're all dancing and getting fingered. <laughs> <laughs> I got fingered at tinsel. Now I'm a werewolf. That's what the t-shirts say. <laughs> I got fingered at tinsel. It's in a fucking mind freak font. <laughs> Yo, I don't fucking want buttons. I got fingered at tinsel. Hey, watch, great watch. <laughs> I got finger to tinsel. Uh, also, why is it called tinsel? I have a lot of questions about this. Yeah, I mean, that's a Christmassy tinsel name. Town? Right. Oh. Yeah, it's a tinsel town thing, but like, if you just. I'm but opening yeah, a I'm, restaurant called tinsel. I would I'd think be like, it was Christmas. Christmas yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'd be great if it was both. If it was a horror if, like, Christmas. Yeah, horror Christmas. It's like Dracula's coffin, but it's got fucking, like, you open it up and there's a bunch of jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> The werewolf's got a Santa hat, and the mummy's all just fucking wrapping paper and ribbon. Amazing. <laughs> Love that. <sighs> the Invisible Christmas. Man is just like one of those, uh, uh, like, cock-stocking uh, novelty underwear they have for men, but it's oh just that. Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, so that's the one thread of that their relationship, is he's busy with that. And also, we don't, secretly, he's a werewolf. We're not supposed to know that yet. And then Jesse Eisenberg is kind of getting bullied by Milo Ventimiglia and his two dumb friends at school occasionally, but that's not really important. And Christina Ricci's having a whole time of it. Her whole life is up in shambles now. And Although it doesn't seem to be. Nah. She just says it is. Yeah, she just says... Like, everybody just keeps saying how stressful things are, but like, she, she seems to be doing fine at work. Jesse Eisenberg seems to be doing better at school. Yeah, they all seem to be fine. They're just yeah. complaining about not being fine. Right. And, yeah. like, Judy Greer is in this. She is Scott Bayo's agent, and she's trying to book... Well, she has booked Bayo on Craig Kilborn, and that's kind of a thing. And she's sort of bitchy in, like, a Hollywood agent way. Uh, and I was like, all right, whatever. And I don't know. What other the threads are there? Nothing, right? That's kind of it. That's kind of it. But it just sort of, like, bounces around that for a whole movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean... There's, like, weird things that pop up in this that don't need to. Like, Milo coming out as gay later on. Yeah, so there is... Yeah, he, he early on, when he's insulting uh, Eisenberg, is like, Oh, watch Trot for the wrestling team. Bet you'd like that because you get to touch a bunch of guys. Yeah, he... And he, then he drops a hard F. Yeah, yeah, we're leaving out all the... I know we said Gypsy earlier, and I yeah, now regret it. That is... I said it because that's... What that's what they, they call That's her. what they say in the... And later on, they're casting for a Gypsy bit. Right. That's not... But that's the language they're using. Because we're not talking about the, the Romany people. No. Yeah. We're talking about, like, the fortune teller, like... We're talking about the stereotype, which is not better. Job. This is not better. That's, yeah. that's um. <laughs> what... Like, that's what... And that... Yeah. Uh, but I regret saying that now, and I'd like to walk that back. Uh, 
She's a fortune teller. She's a fortune teller, but they do they refer to her as the gypsy, a gypsy. She's credited, I think, as yeah. the gypsy. And like to be fair, it's two thousand five. That was still the that thing. was still a right. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why I was like, oh, in my head, it was like, well, we're not talking about the people. We're talking about like the 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 profession kind. And I was like, that's a slightly different thing. But nah, 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 fortune teller. Yeah. Prefer- no. I wish I had said fortune teller. So. Yeah, so they're they're dropping a bunch of fucking hate speak on him, but yeah, he's like, you should try wrestling, you touch a bunch of guys, and that's what he says. That's what he says. No, I know. I, uh, this there... is this is a movie written by a gay man, and I was like, oh wait, and I called this. Yeah, you did. I yeah, called yeah. this early. I was like, do you think this is like a, like a you know I got bullied for being gay like revenge fantasy? Like, is he gonna make Milo like as a character like he's gonna be gay? Secret. Boom. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Like twenty minutes later. Yeah. Um, they have another altercation at the school, and this is the self-congratulatory dialogue where, you know, he's like, yeah, wrestle, gay guy, wrestle, touching guys, whatever. And, like, I like Milo Ventimiglia just fine on Heroes. I thought he was good. Yeah, me too, but he's terrible in this. I, well, I hated him in this, and then when he, when he fucking does his 180 and he's like, I'm actually gay, his character becomes much more likable. Like, Yeah, which like, I, I was intentional, I'm sure. Yeah, but... yeah, but I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, it's not, like, him as an... Like, he actually made, like, that character... Not just the character unlikable, but, like, I didn't like his performance as that. Right, well, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't suit him. It was the worst performance, yeah. It just doesn't suit him. He's just yeah, not like that guy. Yeah, it's like if Tom Hanks showed up in a movie and was like, was like you're like, fucking queer, or Right, whatever. yeah, like, and you're oh, just like, like that's this. not, like, right? Yeah, I'm like, I don't like this performance, this is weird. Yeah, it <laughs> just doesn't... you, sir. No, he I'm just couldn't, in any, any realm, be that guy. <laughs> He's not even threatening or, like... Milo? No, he's just a bully. Or particularly cool. Like, it doesn't... No, but he does look like Milo Ventimiglia, which is inherently, like, at least a 6 out of 10 on the cool scale. He's a cool-looking guy. Yeah. He's got, like, cool yeah, kind of, like, slick-back hair. In this, he's not particularly it's back. cool. It's scoop-back. It's not slick-back. Yeah. It's, uh, that's an I think you should leave reference. Uh, this is scoop-back. It's not slick-back. <laughs> Who's scooping their hair? Uh, Tim Robinson. Whoever you are, come on the show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I bet you'd have a wild choice. <laughs> Can we get choice. Milo on the show? Yeah, Milo Ventimiglia. Welcome to the show. Please come on. Pick a movie. We'll do it. Um, that would be my dream. That'd yeah, great. I, I like him. Um, so, yeah, then he challenges him again, and Eisenberg Zinger is like, well, haven't you been the captain of the wrestling team for two years? And Milo Ventimiglia's girlfriend goes, <laughs> good one, Jesse Eisenberg. And yeah. I literally went, shut the fuck up, like, out loud, because it's just such self-congratulatory dialogue. Because it's like, again, it's Kevin Williamson. He's writing this. like, And he wrote a thing, and it was like, somebody should say how good that line is. Yeah. And the clickety-clack, and then boom, somebody was like, <laughs> I was just like, ugh, I hate that. I hated it so much. It made my yeah. skin crawl. <laughs> it's really cheesy. Yeah, and so then we get a scene where Eisenberg, this is post Hartnett Wigginning. Oh, he's got the Hartnett wig on. Wigginning. Welcome to the Wigginning. <laughs> the Wigginning. You'll never survive. The that's, Wigginning. That's much scarier than this movie oh, is. I woke up and I have a. I don't know. It stars Nicolas Cage because, of course, it does. Woke up and I have a Josh Hartnett wig on. Everybody What's wakes going up. On? Everybody wakes up with Josh Hartnett hair. <laughs> Oh God! The wigginning has begun. Can you, can you Photoshop can all you? of us with yes. Josh Hartnett's hair from the faculty? Yeah, I think mine will be easiest because I don't have any right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do a real good job. Like I have a lot of hair, so it's up in like a kind of a bun ponytail thing. So like I think it's just gonna have that sticking out of the top of it. It's fine. Yes, it'll be perfect. fine. 
There'll be two versions of the group photo. Yeah. Regular and post-wigginning. Wigginning. <laughs> the wigginning. <laughs> this fall, try to keep your head the wigginning. Oh my god. That's not, it's not bad. You got some lemons? That would... <laughs> oh, uh... I'm making the lemon face. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Eisenberg shows up at wrestling tryouts and he gets dared to try out, which the coach is like, sure. <laughs> Cause that's exactly how high school works. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You dared him. Oh, if you dared him. Yeah, that's fine. I don't need like a sign up sheet or you to sign any forms or like fit you for wrestling shoes or pads or anything. Just go for it. There's yeah. no consent form in no. this. No, no, no. And, um, he does do a hurricane Rana, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Uh, where he jumps up, does like a head scissor, and then uses his like momentum to swing his upper body down, throwing uh, Milo Ventimiglia's like one goon with his legs. And then Milo Ventimiglia's like, well, you beat up my goon, now you gotta wrestle me now. That goon has no teeth. Yeah. No, yeah, he's got, that guy's got a weird He's like, got a gummy smile. I don't know, something's not right. He looks like a character Robert Englund would play. Yeah, Like yeah. young Robert Englund be like, yeah. I think my character doesn't have teeth. <laughs> yeah. It just like puts in a, it's me, Gummy Joe. I'm oh, a bully you know at school. what? Maybe he had a, uh, a mouth garden. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's probably I, it. To be fair, I did not notice his teeth previously in any of his other appearances. No. So. Yeah. so then he wrestles Milo and there's a lot more like very, like that was, a, I think, a practically done effect done by acrobats because that's a thing that happens in wrestling all the time but then like there's a lot of wire work uh wrestling stuff where he throws milo and milo like barrel rolls like 20 times in the air yeah and stuff i'm just like okay that's kind of it like yeah i think they're like trying to show how strong he is yeah yeah, yeah. now got wolf blood yeah he's but it doesn't look good and yeah, so now he's getting stronger. And that's what I, I thought maybe the Hartnett wig was like, oh, they're doing something with his hair to show so that he's... So he's going to start like growing hair on his palm, like right. on the back of his hands. He's going to be a lot like, like hairier, more aggressive. They're, I was like, oh, he's going to do a like puberty parallel with lycanthropy, right. which is not the first time that's been done, but like it might be done like well this time, you know, like yeah. better effects, better, you know. No. No, it mm. did, they never, it never come to it. I think the wig was just because it was reshoots and he probably had different hair. He might have, you know, might have had his uh, social network hair, you know, by then. Like, who knows? 2005. Yeah. Like, no, that's when they determined he was the sexy one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. They were like, this is his sexy look. Yeah. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Right. Once again, we couldn't get Josh Hartnett somehow. Remember when he was so busy? Remember when there was Fox had a reality show called "I Want a Famous Face," <laughs> and they took people who just wanted to have plastic surgery and look like a specific celebrity. Yeah. No. Yeah, they no? got like they got like a guy who like you know kind of looked like Josh Hartnett, and he's like, "I want my Josh Hartnett's plastic surgery," and they would fucking get it, Ooh. and they would follow them. For like yeah, yeah six months. You can't and see, see this, how they're but like... I am shaking my head. I do not agree with this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's terrible. It was oh, like no. it was the beginning of the downfall of society. <laughs> well, that was like that show. What was it? The Swan. Oh yeah. Oh where yeah. They would totally make over them, like one hundred percent plastic surgery. Yeah. 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 The Swan was like it was like you know a makeover show, except like we're just gonna fucking surgically alter. Well, and they just there was that moment before they actually had the surgery where they were just covered in like. Like X's and red marks and pen, and it was like all the things that are wrong with your body. Right. <laughs> Yikes. It right. was terrible. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, this can't be real. And it was. It was. Yeah. You know, 
I don't understand the PG-13 thing either. Because I was thinking, well, maybe they were trying to target a teen, like a, like a teen audience. Yeah, yeah. But Wider like, viewership, sure. Scream targeted a teen audience and was R. Yeah. I know what you did last summer targeted a teen audience and Wait, was R. Was Scream R? I, I always think it is, but no, I am pretty I think sure. It, I think it is. Yeah, so, yes, exactly. Scream was R-rated, and it was a fucking phenomenon that saved the slasher genre. Like, yeah, I don't think that's a controversial statement. So then the, the you know, Miramax was like, but we want this to be PG-13, which, again, like, I think it's easier to make Scream PG-13 than it would be a werewolf. Movie. 100%. Well, you yeah. could make I Know What You Did Last Summer PG-13, too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any of those slashers, I think, just inherently, like, a slasher victim like a victim in a slasher movie is inherently going to be easier to do in a pg-13 way and not have it be weirdly like reality breaking than a werewolf movie like you're getting stabbed your shirt's gonna be all bloody but you don't necessarily have to see like guts and bones and exposed nonsense and like gore you know like you can that's an option you can do they do it in scream he gets gutted you see yeah yeah. but like you you could just be a bloody shirt you know and that's it bloody shirt with a couple of holes in it oh is there who is there wounds under there kind of looks like it who knows and that's and that'll work but like yeah a werewolf movie yeah people are getting limbs bitten off chunks taken out of them they're getting cut in half guts are falling out eyeballs are shooting all over the well, room that's like, happened that happens in this movie there's gore there's yeah. there's yeah. gutting there's okay. to be fair my version is the unrated version which I didn't even oh. want to mention that the whole time because I don't know that's like a whole other angle to this I don't oh know. boy so okay I think that changes everything it does, and, <laughs> and I don't know how to well, I don't know how to rectify shit. anything that we've seen today. <laughs> so there's another version out yeah, there. Yeah, there's like oh, so no. many. That's that's kind of like the Saturday Night Fever twist. Yeah, previous episode. Go previous listen episode. to it. Yeah, because I didn't know all the nonsense about this movie. I just knew it was a werewolf movie with Christina Ricci and Josh Jackson that I'd never heard of, directed by Wes Craven. And I was like, well, it must not be good because like I would have heard of it otherwise. It's got sure, yeah. a million reasons right there. But, like, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just order it, and we'll do it on the show sometime. And it's been in my collection for, like, two years or something. And so, you mm-hmm. know, and over time, I've been like, oh, I see Cursed mentioned, and I'm like, oh, I have that. I'm going to do that on the show. What does that say? And that's when I started finding out about the troubled production. I was like, oh, that makes sense. But, like, when I ordered it, I got it on eBay. It's like, three bucks. Right. I was like, oh, unrated version. That's great. Extra whatever. But now I'm totally confused oh, by the boy. fact that there's an unrated version, because the whole reason... I don't get it. The I whole reason it you redid it was to make it PG-13 and then unrated. Not even rated. I, I just... I, That's I don't know. very confusing. Right? Oh. This is our most okay. confusing episode ever. So we've, if, done, we've done Felix the Cat. We handled Felix the Cat and this movie is really throwing us for a loop. Well, we didn't handle it. It handled us. It did handle us. <laughs> on the <laughs> like subway. Sticky <laughs> and stinky and... Fish tits. <laughs> It was gross. Go listen to it. Uh, but Crystal listened to that episode. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I laughed, I laughed a lot and went, "Oh God!" Oh yeah, it, it, it's an oh god type. It of movie. sure is. That's that's yeah. what it inspires. I mean, the, we can talk about the climax, then we can talk about any specific other things we want to do. But so the climax of the film is twofold. Um, oh wait, sorry. Before we get to this, we were talking about Milo Ventimiglia and the wrestling. Mm, yeah. yeah the culmination the 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 bow on the end of that like storyline is that he shows up at jesse eisenberg's and he's like how did you know and he's like know what because again jesse eisenberg is rightfully in this scene behaving as though he might get beat up because he doesn't right. know what's going on but also <laughs> his dog's a werewolf right now <laughs> so he's kind of got to deal with that 
Poor yeah. Zipper. Yeah, Zipper had bit Jesse Eisenberg and now is wolfing out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, Zipper gets that. a raw deal here. Really well, he's does. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but like... Well, I, good thing he is. Otherwise, this right. whole movie would be trash. Yeah, there's yeah. there was a moment that I was like, in my head, I was like, if they do anything to this dog, if they kill this dog, this movie gets zero stars. Like, I'm just going to pay. That's how that works, yeah. And there's a movie at the very end where I'm like, well, if this thing happens, it will immediately get five stars no matter how bad it is. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. But we yeah. can get there. But so, Milo Ventimiglia is like, how did you know? And Jesse Eisenberg was like, no, no what? Please don't beat me up on my front porch. Also, my dog's a werewolf and I have a lot of things on my plate right now. And he goes, a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, and yeah. he goes, then I'm gay. You're the only one that could know. I guess that makes sense. Takes one to know one. Which I was like, that's a, a logic. Uh, and he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, so we should be together as the only two gay guys in California? Right. Yeah. In like any city in California, they're the only two gay guys. Like pick, I don't know what city they're supposed to live in. I don't know, but they're they're close to Hollywood. They're ho- close to Hollywood, yeah. Like I don't know what yeah. neighborhood's supposed to be or whatever, but like... It's like, 2005? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, you live in the like, land of the gays. I was just like, yeah. you're definitely not the only gay guy right. in and he straight up is like high school class. He straight up says that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, statistically, you can't be. Right. right. And I was just like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to put, uh, like, that kind of a pin on. Well, like, they don't live in, like, Idaho. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. And that's what I was like, I, in my, I was kind of like... Is this a Kevin Williamson like thing? You know, like maybe well, maybe he thing. was one the only other gay. Maybe there were only two gay guys in his whole school. But I don't know anything about his personal life. I don't know where he went to high school. I don't know. You yeah. know, and like maybe even there was only two gay guys in his uh, high school, and it was in Hollywood. Maybe that's true. I doubt it. Right. No, it is a Kevin Williamson story. He was not in a in a major area oh, where okay. this happened, but that's part of the Dawson's Creek storyline too. With right. Jack, with like Jack, yeah, yeah, he kind of made Jack his story. Right. And so Jack was and the it, first one to come out as gay in that town. Right, and it, it makes sense yeah. in Dawson's Creek because right. it's a small town. Right. Yeah. But like, but, yeah, this is a Hollywood adjacent, like at least neighborhood in California. Like, that's crazy. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's a highly populated area. Right. And yeah, so he's like, well, we're the only two gay guys, so we should get together. And Jesse Eisberg is like, well, I'm not gay, and I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're not going to beat me up. He <laughs> says, I'm not gay. I'm cursed. Yeah. I'm not gay. Literally I'm cursed. that. And Milo Ventimiglia goes, I know, it feels like that, right? Because we're the only two gays. Like, he straight <laughs> up says that. And I was just like, I was like, dude, what is happening? What is happening? Kevin Williamson is a writer. Well, and then, then the next line that I love is, Yay, go gay! Yeah, he's like, I gotta go, my dog's a werewolf anyway, I gotta go, uh, uh, I'm happy for you, yay, go gay, and he shuts the door. <laughs> and that's how that kinda ends. I mean, then he turns around and the dog is like full-on crazy werewolf, and... Yeah, it blows bust, through the door. It busts through a door, it busts through the front door, and he and Milo flee in Milo's car. Yeah, which it cannot get through the, no, the it, glass. No, so it went somehow. through a wooden door. In the middle, in the house, like a kitchen door, and like a storm the, door. It went through the window on their front door, and then it couldn't get through the the driver's side window of his Corvette sports car. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Which has lovely stripes on it. Does speed, 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 speed stripes. stripes. Yeah, it makes yeah. It go faster. And so then they, you know, he's like, "We'll drive to Tinsel because that's my sister's going to be there, and I need her help, I guess, or whatever." So yes, now we're at Tinsel. It's the big opening night. Everybody's there. Whoopi Goldberg's wax dummy is there. Yeah. Uh, who else? She <laughs> takes a tumble. She does, unfortunately. <laughs> Whoopi does not survive. Uh, I was like, oh, Whoopi Goldberg. And then like five minutes later, they like, talk. Oh, Whoopi. Like, oh, Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, 
Yeah, so then, you know, we're starting to, again, late in the game, they're starting to play the, well, so who's the werewolf thing, which we haven't really been doing. We've been no. mostly focused on the two of them realizing and accepting that they are werewolves. I, I have problems with, but, like, the two of them being like, things are different now. I'm strong. I've, I've heightened senses, whatever, blah, 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 you know. Blood makes me freak out. Like, you know, like, yeah. and they've been doing that, but they haven't really been doing the, like, who's the werewolf? No, like, and I feel like that's, that was the original intention, yeah. and then everything goes off course. Right, because that, I mean, that also feels more like it parallels the teen slasher thing, which yeah. is, if they're trying to make a franchise, that's the way you want to go. Right. You right. Know, but even if you make an R, you still do it with that same sort of formula of, like, gotta figure out who it is. It's a mystery. Can you guess? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it starts off a little mysterious, like, you wonder who it is, and then it turns into, like, a coming of werewolf story. Yeah, coming of, <laughs> coming of age werewolf story. <laughs> yeah. So they, real late in the movie, try to make you think it's a couple of people, and spoilers, it's Judy Greer. And but it's also all of them. Well, yeah, like, they're the all is, werewolves. They're all like, oh, it's Judy Greer. Uh, and she's like, yes. And basically, she uh, went home with Josh Jackson because he looks like Josh Jackson. And he's in Hollywood or whatever. And he's pretty successful. So everybody's trying to trying to bang him, which, again, we all get. Um, so he slept with Judy Greer. And I guess they had rough sex. And she ended up... Uh, Somehow becoming a werewolf. So I, I don't know if she drank his blood or what she did. Right. right or he bit he her. He bit her. She bit him. She scratched it. No. That, he would have to scratch he her. He would have to scratch her. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless she scratched him and then licked all the fingers. <laughs> oh, like Christina Ricci sucking off. Uh, oh, Christina Ricci sucking off Craig, Craig Kilborn's finger. Is, is a sentence that. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever <laughs> conceive of, write down she, or see, listen, acted out. It's it's not just like a she like cleans the blood off his finger. She fillets that yep. finger dog. She, finger dog. She, finger dog. She, she is two hand in his finger dog, and it is weird. <laughs> well, yeah, and then he goes out on stage, and we're all like, he's got at least at least half a heart on. There's him. no way you can do a good job delivering your monologue with a visible erection. <laughs> No. Yeah. No. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Oh, boy. Uh, why is Craig delivering the, the monologue, like, bent over like that? <laughs> Good God. It's so weird. Yeah. You know, I just pieced something together. Please, land on me. So, in the PETA gala scene, yeah. <laughs> Maya, yeah. dressed like a leopard dressed before like a, she dies, dressed like a leopard. Yeah. Uh, comes up to Joshua Jackson. Yeah. And she starts saying, so-and-so is here, and you guys have been on a couple dates, and, you know, she really is going to want to see you. Oh. And now I think that's the connection to Shannon and Elizabeth. No. That can't be. Why can't it be? She's dead by then. Right, but maybe Maya doesn't know she's dead. Well, then she couldn't be there. She was probably on her Well, she didn't show up. But if if she's going the up opposite direction, that would make sense because she would be going towards the gallow. But that's, that's not the same that's night, a, oh, is wait, it? No. no, no, it's different. Night. No, oh, but never mind. I'm wondering if she was because. Th- oh I'm wait, wait, wait! That that scene might have originally been earlier in the movie. It might have been. Oh yeah. Yeah, I forget. I I didn't catch. I don't remember the name of who she said. I don't remember Emily or maybe, something. Maybe. Yeah, because she's basically saying like, "You guys had a couple of dates, and she's really disappointed you never called her back." Right. And he goes, "Well, because he's really an extreme regime," and he's like, "Well." I'm taking myself off the market. And she goes, she goes, oh, she's going to be really disappointed to hear that. And so am I. Yeah. And it's like, we get it. Everybody wants to fuck Josh Jackson. We get it. We get it. Totally fine. We get it. Yeah. We saw Dawson's Creek, y'all. Everybody wanted to fuck him. Yep. Yeah. Even Dawson. Yeah. Right. So there is the big werewolf fight. 
and it's garbage. Like it's, it's so bad. There's a Hall of Mirrors part of it, which they don't really do anything with. In fact, they just sort of blink the lights on and off, so it's like dark and then light and dark, and like it's, it's just weird each time. Like, but we, they don't, you know, like when you do a Hall of Mirrors thing in a movie, it has to do with like identity. Yeah. Like symbolically, that's why you do it, and like, you know, and and can you trust your eyes? That kind of stuff. Like what happens in Enter the Dragon? It's like, you know which one of my enemies is the real enemy, you know, like, because one strike could kill me. Like, that's the, the danger, you know, there. Yeah. Well, and this is, like, nothing. It's a throwaway. And you know what I thought they were going to do? And this would actually be, I think, a little bit smart. I yeah. mean, for for what we're talking par about. Par for the course here, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but if they were in the Hall of Mirrors, yes. and every time the lights switched on and off, they were, like, slowly becoming werewolves. More, more werewolfy. And yeah. so they would yeah. catch themselves in the mirror and scare themselves. Yeah. And, like, that would be an identity thing. Who's the monster? We're all the monster. Right. Yeah, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, that's something. But that like, doesn't happen. That doesn't like, happen. There's, like, five people in there, and three of them, I think, are actively werewolves at right. that time. Four. Four. Four yeah. of them are werewolves. Right. And Out of the six Mila. or whatever Four of them are, are werewolves there. and one's gay. So they're all monsters. <laughs> we don't mean that. Don't don't take action. No, I don't mean, I don't believe that. That's kind of the thing this movie is. He straight up says that. He's like, oh, I'm not gay. I'm cursed. He's like, I get it, right? Yeah, because I'm gay and it's also, we're also cursed. It's like, no. Yeah, no. Not the <laughs> no, same. No. it's yeah, that's, that's a crazy thing for a gay man to write. Also, yeah. like, busy here, dude. Like... Yeah. yeah, we don't have time. Oh, we also don't have time for any of this in this movie. No, none. A better movie, yes. Maybe the original cut. Yeah, sure. You can work that in. And have There's that, no time for have this. that land. But like, it's just like, what? Where did this come from? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I keep getting distracted by that because it's such a weird turn. But it does immediately after that. Milo Ventimiglia's performance is so different that you're just like, oh, I actually want him in the movie now. Yeah. Like, once they buddy up and they're in the car getting away from the werewolf and then they're at, you know, uh, Tinsel, I was just like, oh, this is cool. Like, is Milo going to be involved in the finale? Does he have a bigger part? And he doesn't. doesn't. He actually gets damsel in distress and knocked out. Yeah. And then he just, like, they check on him afterwards. And he's like, I'm okay. I was going to kick his ass. And, like, right. it's kind of fun. Yeah, and, but like, then, I want like, that guy. Where's that guy been this, this whole movie? There's this weird, like, fuck you to him at the very end. We will get to that. It just... Yes. He's a throwaway. He's yeah. not... No, so much of this doesn't feel like it adds up because it... Yeah, it just doesn't feel like... No. It feels like it was written on Mad Libs, like... Yeah, that's true. What should... Like, they were just like, what should happen in, in this scene? And they all voted every day, and that's how they decided well, how the shoot It's like they, they, they filmed, I don't know, 40 scenes, <laughs> and they threw them all into a hat. Yeah, and just And picked. then they pulled out 15 of them and yeah. strung them together. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Tonally. Tonally, it's so weird. Because some stuff is very funny, and some stuff is very, like, bland. And then there's stuff in the middle that's, like, feels stylish, but it doesn't... It feels too stylish to be bland, but not funny. Well, and the direction of this is wild. Yeah, it's all it is so B-movie. Yeah. But then it has these moments that every now and then feel real Wes Craven. Yeah. Like when um, Shannon Elizabeth, her torso gets thrown at Christina Ricci. Yeah. Yeah. And the camera does that weird Stanley Kubrick type effect where, like, it's zooming in and panning out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, like, stylistically where I'm seeing a little bit of Wes Craven. But, like, you don't... Yeah. Nothing else feels like that. No, there's very little in this, like, stylistically that's, like, very solid. Yeah, it, it's... It, wobbly is a word I used to describe the special effects earlier, but the direction is also wobbly. Like, some of the shots in the wrestling scene are, like, staged well. 
Yeah. And then, but then, like, the action itself is bad and, like, not shot well or, or not edited well. One of those is true. Well, also, and this might have been to, like, cover the acrobats, you know, like, the, yeah. the stand-ins. But there are times where, like, the major wrestling moves that happen happen in, like, a fifth of the, of the screen. Yeah. Where it's, like, you're getting more of the crowd reaction than you are seeing the actual move that's creating the reaction. Right. And, like, the whole point of the scene is, like, Jesse Eisenberg is doing things Jesse Eisenberg should not physically be able to do. Right. Well, that's, like, when he enters the gymnasium and he, like, hops over yeah. the thing. It's a wire work bleachers. jump where he, like, hops over the, the railing and then, like, jumps down, like, uh, 10 or 12 feet onto the... Like, very comfortably. Right. There's and... a lot of bad wire work in this. Yeah. Joshua Jackson has one scene that is horrible. Christina Ricci turns over and, like, flips and, like, hits him. Yeah. And he flies across the room. Yeah, there's and... a lot... For, for a werewolf movie, again, this is why it's a PG-13-ish werewolf movie, it's a lot of just throwing people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hurling them bodily into stuff. And yeah. And not, like, biting her. Lots of that. Yeah. That's the whole fight with, with Judy Greer. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, so real every, lackluster. Everybody at Tinsel gets evacuated, and, uh, you know, it's just, like, our main characters, essentially, inside. And um, Michael Rosenbaum, for a fashion, is also there. And you're meant to think that maybe it's him. He's like, oh, I've been looking for you. Christina Ricci's like, show me your hand. Because a thing that we haven't mentioned is they have the mark of the beast, which is the pentacle, like the five points uh, on your hand that forms a pentacle. And And, and she goes, show me your hand. And he holds up the other hand that wouldn't have it. And she goes, no, show me your other hand. And then he very pointedly like pauses too long and says like, we don't have time. We don't have time for this. And it's just like, that took as long as it would take for you to hold your hand up. Right. But whatever. And then you're like, not sure if it's him. And then in the background, he gets grabbed by the head by the werewolf, which is like up in the rafters. Yeah, and just disappears into the rafters. Yep. gets yanked up into the ceiling. And then a minute later, he falls down and he's been gutted. And I was like, Well, Great. and the thing is, he could have very well been a werewolf because we never saw his other hand. So like. It's true. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Could've, this movie could be just like sick with werewolves everywhere. Because everybody fuck joshua jackson everybody yeah. did and he just passed it on like chlamydia well that's the thing i think there's an interesting notion in here that it doesn't get to until way 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 later when when judy greer like way late in the film when judy greer is doing her like explanatory monologue like paralleling lycanthropy with an std mm. which is like yeah. that's what it follows is is it's they took the idea of an std and the like passing it along thing like that aspect of it and made the horror movie out of that, you know, as opposed right. to like in the eighties, all the body horror stuff, which was STD related, you know? Yeah. So, and I was like, Oh, this is kind of doing that. So inherently like it follows is a good movie and that's a good concept and that's in here, but it's buried so late and so underneath so much crap that it's like, was that like a major Yeah. It feels like, like it wasn't intentional. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it, it's happenstance. Cause like, I think, you know, had you done this that way, you know, this is something about, like, teens and 20-somethings, like, young adults, you know, and, like, you know, the inherent, uh, like, yeah, gravity of, like, sexual awakening and blah, 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 and paralleling uh, hormonal changes, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's interesting, and there's something there that really could have worked. Yeah. But, like, it's not addressed until, like, the final 20 minutes of this movie. 
Yeah. It's not enough to make an impact. No. You're just kind of like, oh, I get what you're going for, but, like, that wasn't... But who cares? That wasn't the common thread, and yeah, who cares? Yeah, like, no. Yeah, they, that's not a thing they focused on. No. Um, yeah, Judy Greer, there's some, there's some werewolf fighting, by which I mean Judy Greer throws stunt people around. Well, yeah, this, this also takes a, a real stupid, <laughs> a more <laughs> stupid turn, where Judy Greer makes all of this about how she wants Joshua Jackson for herself. Yeah, the whole thing is she's going like, to kill everybody else that he sleeps with. So that she has to, she has no competition. She's right. the only one. And, yeah, and they're, and plus they're both werewolves so they can... Eat coyotes together. Yeah, do a doggy <laughs> style. Aww. Surprised there's not a doggy style joke in this. I'm actually surprised about that as well. Bow, wow, wow, yippee. <laughs> Man, if if only that this movie had that song in it. If the reveal was that George Clinton was the alpha werewolf, that would have been way oh my better. God, could you imagine? <laughs> I couldn't. Could not. No. Um. So. Okay. So eventually, the cops come in, and Judy Greer gets just shot a hundred times, and. You know, we're all like, okay, she's not dead, though, because they're not silver bullets, unless by some chance every cop in L.A. has silver bullets for right. some reason. And uh, that would have itself been a great reveal. Where's the guy? Where The cops are like, there's werewolves all over this fucking town. This place sucks. <laughs> right, no, but instead they know the statistics of the last time a wolf was spotted yeah. in California. Nick Offerman straight up is like, hasn't been a wolf seen here? Like, <laughs> 1975 or whatever. I check it every day. <laughs> I, yeah. check, I check haveyouseenawolf.com <laughs> slash California. Right. Oh, wait, can we talk about also the fact that uh, Eisenberg decides that he's going to research werewolves by uh, doing the following: pulling out his full comic book collection of werewolves, all, all werewolf horror comics, yeah, and then googling werewolves, right? Where there's a workshop about werewolves, right? <laughs> yes, but also in this fucking movie, it pretends like nobody knows what werewolves are because like, you have to find a way to establish the rules, right? Yeah, which I get, but he goes like. He's, he's, he says something to, you know, Christina Ricci where he's like, I think it might be a werewolf. And then he says a bunch of shit everybody knows about werewolves. Where he's like, yeah. werewolves feed in the lunar cycle. Blah, blah. And it's just like, there's got to be a better way. You can't pretend like nobody would know. Like, you can't pretend like everybody wouldn't already know this about werewolves. It's like right. the only thing people know about werewolves is the full moon makes them change. Like, yeah. anything that's not that is, like, questionable. Right. But, like, that's the thing everybody knows. Oh, werewolves? The full moon makes them change. So, like, even the silver thing, I think, is probably less well-known than that. Probably, yeah. You know, like, and so it's just weird for him to be like, oh, it's probably, I, I my first thought is it was a werewolf, but also, that's kind of obscure knowledge. It just, I, I hate that in movies. They never do it well, and it's not good in this. But also, I like that he only reads werewolf comics. So it's like, of course he thinks it's a fucking werewolf. That's all he reads is werewolf comics. Well, right. And nobody made a big... Like, Chris, Christina Ricci should have been like, yeah, but all you read is werewolf comics. Exactly. Of course you think it's a werewolf. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what I was waiting for, is for her to be like, you need to stop reading all these comic books. Like, right. you're being ridiculous. That's not what happens. No. It's like, you know, Randy and Scream. Like, everybody's like, well, of course, you know, you see it like this because all you do is watch shitty horror movies. Right. Right. Right? Like, everybody says that, and he ends up being right. And, like, you know, that's... I don't know. I, it's just so fucking weird to me that that's all in here, but nobody addresses things. Like, 
There's so much usable content that doesn't get used. Yeah, and I think I have to assume it was in another draft. Right. But then there's so much content that isn't really used at all. Yeah. And is totally unnecessary. What and are they you chose... specifically thinking of? Well, like, I, I feel like the whole, like, Milo's part could be cut entirely. It doesn't doesn't yeah, no. add anything to the story. It doesn't mean anything. No, it, it has doesn't some... serve any kind of purpose. It, the only two things that it serves is showing that Jesse Eisenberg is now strong, which could be shown any number of ways. But also doesn't matter. He doesn't really do anything with that strength. No. Yeah. Um, and it also gives a little bit of comedic relief, but yeah. like you don't need a whole character for that. No, no. Especially a character that has no other real through line. Yeah. yeah. Like he just, he, he, there's no real reason for him to exist. Um, so Jesse Eisenberg, you know, she gets uh, the Judy Greer gets shot like 200 times in tinsel and call animal control. Yeah. The cops are still like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not a werewolf though. You're an idiot. Like they still have that attitude, even though it's clearly a, a man sized wolf walking on two legs that flipped them the, the bird. Well, yeah. I was waiting for one of them to be like, like to assume that that's somebody in a costume right. because this is a Halloweeny event. And also right. it looks like a costume and it looks like a costume. <laughs> yeah. But no. But no, and instead it gets up and growls at them and they shoot it in the head and her brains go all over the floor. It looks like chili. It does look like chili. That crystal like pointed chili, that out, yeah. yeah. Chili cook-off. Um, Hell yeah. And, mm. and yeah, and then they're like, okay. And, you know, second before that, Jesse Eisberg was like, gotta sever the head from the body is the only way to... And they shoot it in the head and her brains go everywhere. And Christina Ricci's like, oh, well, we should sever the head. He's like, no, nah, her brains are on the floor. That ought to work. Yep. And I'm like, oh, is that is that quippy or like? So then, uh, then there's the reveal, I guess, quote unquote, the reveal that like, you know, they they threw a blanket over the body or whatever, and they call somebody like, you're gonna have to get a forklift. This fucking thing is huge. And then the guy's like, mm, it doesn't look that big to me. He's like, oh, it looked bigger a minute ago. And they uncover it, and oh, it's Judy Greer. And it's like, well, we already knew that. And I don't give a shit if the cops think it's a werewolf or not. Like, I don't care. Like yeah, the right. cop. The logic of what authorities think, because they just keep letting these kids who have been at the scenes of like two different accidental deaths slash murders leave. Yeah. leave, despite like having like yeah bite wounds and all kinds of shit. Like right, like they were in a car accident and then also had like bite wounds from an animal attack. From an animal, and like nobody was like, "You have to go to the hospital." Right. Well, they also weren't like, and they could have. They didn't, but the movie could have had them heal quickly. Because they're, right. they're yeah. werewolves. And be like, ah, oh. be like, oh, well, you need to treat us for these. <gasps> they're gone. Oh, we had wound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could be anything. But they never do that. Man, that would have been so good. Well, it would have been something. Would have explained the thing. It could have easily been a situation where they get into this accident. They have all kinds of signs of, like, distress happening something happened there was a scuffle yeah there's claw marks there's bite marks whatever this woman is like in pieces yeah her car went over the the median and over the cliff yeah like, nobody thought like we should look further into this right this might have been a murder and then these two guys are at the same place where all of these other people are brutally murdered yeah yeah and nobody's like we gotta talk to these two Right. No, they let him go home. Right. Because they're like, well, we shot the wolf and it turned into a girl. We're not going to ask you guys anything about this or need to take, like, witness statements all night because a creature heretofore only of legend was spotted mm. by dozens of, you know, police officers, therefore, quote unquote, credible sources. Like, 
Go home. You yeah. guys deserve a night off. We'll call you tomorrow. Like, what the fuck? Like, you yeah. know, you see somebody get into a car accident, you're spending six hours at a police station to give a statement. Yeah. Right. Like, let alone, like, oh, hundreds of people died, thousands of dollars worth of damage was done, and we got, like, two dozen cops to say they shot a werewolf, and it turned out to be, a, a, a you know, an agent, Hollywood agent, Scott Bayo's agent. Scott Bayo was pissed off, by the way. Like, yeah. none of this, they're just like, go home. Yep. So they go home, and... I don't know, a bunch of spooky shit happens for no reason. Like, the lights are out, and that doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Um, and then Josh Jackson shows up, and he's like, Oh, I'm the alpha werewolf, and, uh, you know, we can be together. And all of a sudden, for, again, no reason, really, Christina Ricci's like, Well, I don't want that. Because it's like, their relationship doesn't really change, except that he lied about the werewolfism. Yeah. Right. But she's also a werewolf, and like... Right. Right. She all of a sudden becomes really concerned about her brother. Yeah, and then, yeah, then he's, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to kill your brother. And that's, that, I was like, oh, that's something. That's something worth fighting about. Right. But up until this point, like, you know, he's like, well, we're going to be together. She should just be like, nah, you're dumped. Like, and she should just break up with him and that should be it. And then if he turns and attacks her as a werewolf, then you have a movie. You know, then you've got like, but they just start fighting for kind of no reason just because like it's the end and you got to fight. I guess she's upset that he was killing people. I guess. I guess. Well, that's the thing is they start to realize they're still werewolves, which means that I guess Judy Greer. What? But that's the thing is like these rules don't. They're not defined, so it doesn't make sense. Like if the reveal was like, oh no, it was you that turned us. Right. Then I could see her being mad, but she doesn't know that because we don't know that. It just seems like since he didn't die. Anybody that was infected, you know, like, and I just, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't but make sense. She has a moment while in that interaction yeah. where she's like, I thought you said you could, you, we can control this. I, th- I thought you would teach me how to control this. Yeah. So it doesn't even sound like she's opposed to his idea at first of them yeah. being together as werewolves. No, it just, it, she seems more mad that he doesn't have a plan. Right. Or <laughs> she's just like, you didn't think this through. Yeah. She's like, you quit your job. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, I know it was miserable and you hated it, but, like, do you have anything lined up? That, Am I going to have to support both of us? And that's my brother? how the argument Have you went. seen my kitchen? My dog destroyed my <laughs> kitchen. This is going to cost a lot of money. And you quit your fucking job? Yeah. Right. That's more of a reason to get in this fight. Well, and honestly. that's kind of how the fight goes. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it, and it's, again, it's more throwing. And, um, I don't know, they're kind of half-wolfing out, but then we get another, like, late, late, late reveal that, like, oh, the first time you turn into a werewolf, it kind of only half works. It's on <laughs> it's on and off. Which is, because we already spent all the money because the Weinsteins cut the budget. Like, that's what it is. Right. We can't have a werewolf fight because we can't afford it. So it's two people on wires, kind of half doing wire work in, in a small kitchen set, throwing each other around. And, um... There's a thing I, I do like. Uh, she goes to stab him with this pie server, like, dessert, you know, thing that we know is silver. It's been established earlier in the film. And she goes to stab him in the back, and he, like, either hears it, because he's, he mentions he has heightened senses. That's a thing that we should, you know, you should assume, right? Yeah. Most. That's pretty common for werewolves. But, like, he straight up says, like, these heightened senses are a trip or whatever. Great, great dialogue. Scintillating. Mm-hmm. And um, so either he hears her like doing it or my better take that I think is more interesting is I think he smelled the, the silver, silver burning her werewolf hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a cooler thing. Yeah. Well, it also sizzles. Yeah. And yeah. Like, so, so either way. But yeah. yeah um, and he like catches it and then they fight some more. 
So then uh, Jesse Eisenberg um, comes up out of the basement where he was trying to fix the fuses because for no reason the lights are all blinky. And um, he's got a shovel. And he hits him with a shovel. And then she stabs Josh Jackson in the chest with the pie server thing. And he's like, oh, that hurts, but like, fuck it, whatever. I'm not dead yet. I'm I'm, a, I'm the alpha werewolf, blah, 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 blah. And then Jesse Eisenberg hits him in the throat with the shovel, which like mostly cuts his head off. And then they jam it down and like stomp on it like they're digging a, you know, stump out yeah. of the yard and pop his head off. And there is a shot of Josh Jackson's <laughs> severed CGI head lying on the floor. Yeah. And he just finishes talking so they cut out some dialogue he had yeah like his mouth was moving yeah but nothing and then he just it's just him dying and i was like oh they definitely cut out like a final line like whatever he said right which like i'm assuming from a previous draft or something but like maybe it was like there is another or like you weren't even that good a lay anyway or like i was secretly gay there are three of us in this town or something or like oh two hand that finger dog or whatever like Anything. He could have said anything, we'll never know. Great unsolved mysteries of Hollywood. And then yeah. then he bursts into flame like a magician, like, you know, catch paper. Like, yeah. he just flares up. And I was like, oh, their house is going to burn down? No, nope. the kitchen's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like somebody set off, like, 25 snakes in Well, there. the flame goes <laughs> out, but then there's, like, all this black blood on the floor that... Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't... It's yeah. not like he just disappears. No. And then their dog shows up, um their dog zipper and we're like oh good because the werewolf curse been reversed zipper is normal yeah and he's unharmed and that's great and the girl from the beginning who's milo ventimiglia's beard girlfriend yeah um she shows up and she's like i found your dog even though i have no idea remember before remember before (laughs) in the movie when he was downtown where she worked right and um he had the dog and then he needed to get a ride yeah where the fuck does she live that she's so close that the dog wandered over then she just walked over like we have no idea. It doesn't matter. No, it's just it's no. so weird that like that would happen. Of course, right? Well, they just they had to make it full circle. They had to bring her back. Right? But, like why? Right? But he's you know in the fucking movie in the beginning he's like oh I sit behind you in these classes he should have been like and I live in your fucking neighborhood. Right. Well, right. She, I was your like, I was your she... fucking newspaper delivery boy for ten years. Like yeah yeah I mean like well, she might know where he lives because Milo knows where I he guess. Yeah. But we don't even know how Milo, Milo knows. knows. No. Well, right. G- Gator. Gadar took him there. It's, it's the like only GPS. it's the only ping he's ever had on the Gadar. Oh my god! Well, like, there he woke up out of a cold fucking sound sleep. Was like there is another. Well, and then there's this whole moment where and then like it became Highlander, except instead of uh, cutting each other's heads off, he's like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god! <laughs> and then it played uh, Queens. Here we are, born to be kings. That's not. We're the princes of the universe. And then he drove over. He's like, "Where the fuck now?" No, instead he makes out with the beard girlfriend. Yeah, so then, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg... Well, so th- she comes up, and then Milo also walks up. Yeah. And uh, this is the thing, where if this had happened, I would give this movie five stars. No qualms. If he... Because ki- he kisses her, and he's like, he's like, I'll walk you home. She's like, great. And he kisses her, and I was like, if he turns to Milo and goes, get in here, and then he kisses him, and then he, Milo kisses her, and then they just become like a polycule, then I'd be like, oh, this movie gets five stars. That's wildly original and bold. No. no. Instead, he just gets fucking royally cucked. He's watching his fake girlfriend make out with his 
only gay option in the entirety of Hollywood, <laughs> I guess. he follows them home with his tail between his legs. Yep. Yeah, looking real Snoopy sad. Yeah. <laughs> no dogs allowed. <laughs> no dogs. No gays in Hollywood. Nope, that's not real. That's crazy. <sighs> I still, that's the most unbelievable thing about this movie. Not even the werewolf. Right. You're right. It's so weird. It's such a weird thing to be put in there. And that's that's how the movie ends. And then you get some real fucking fart rock by a band called, like, Blurp or whatever. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's it's bad. real bad. No good. Um, so there's a couple of things uh, that I wanted to mention. Um, bah, 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 sorry. Oh, the movie opens. This is a bad sign. Bad fucking sign. Who opens your movie? Bowling for Soup. That's a bad sign. Yo, I really didn't know that the lead singer of Bowling for Soup looked so much like Jim Brewer. He does look like Jim Brewer. Yeah. <laughs> Noted anti-vax lunatic former goat boy Jim Brewer. Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. Whatever, dude. He can join Joe Rogan. Yeah, two of them could just spit in each other's mouths. Ugh. Oh, that happens! That happens. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. It's real kinky. Christina Ricci spits in that werewolf's mouth. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure she does. She does. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah, that's what she's up. a she's a naughty sub. <laughs> well, they were she was supposed to go into that torture device with Joshua Jackson and yeah, yeah the the Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. This instead of being this this movie should have just been called Zaddy. Uh, that that makes as much sense God. as anything else for this movie. They say cursed so much in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, uh-huh. definitely a drinking game. Yeah, Anytime I they say cursed. It will help. I commented that they say cursed in the movie cursed more than they say the Matrix in the movie The Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Which it's is rough. It's a lot, and it's it always hits like a goddamn like lead balloon. Yeah, it's a big it's, clunk. It's so unnecessary. Oh, so I my I have a big qualm with a part of this. Just a part of it. I do. I this this for some reason really stuck in my craw. When Maya gets murdered, leaving. Sorry the, about your craw. Yeah, my craw is not doing great. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Your craw. My craw. Is, <laughs> I need some craw spray. I need some horse dewormer for my craw. <laughs> well, I got an inflamed craw, so I had anti-inflaming craw sur- surgery, and I also I took the horse dewormer. Oh, the horse dewormer clearly works. He said he took it. And now he's fine. Yeah. Tell us about your craw. Craw's all better. What's in your craw? Joe fucking rope. Uh, <laughs> So, when Maya gets killed leaving the PETA thing, she's dressed as a leopard, okay. She's in the parking garage, okay. She, you know, hears, like, scuffly noises, creepy. It's a parking garage horror right. movie scene. We're pretty familiar with this, right? So, she sees a blood stain, or, I, I was, maybe it's like... It a, might be an oil stain. An oil stain I couldn't right. tell, yeah. But, like, it's barefoot? Right. Barefoot footprints that turn into wolf-like prints. And I was like... I was like, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense, like, that the werewolf would, like, stow their clothes to change, but, like, that never happens any other time in the movie, and I, like, it's just so weird that, like... Right, well, because the other times when they're wearing shoes, yeah. and they turn into werewolves, their feet burst out of the shoes, yeah. but they're werewolf feet. Right. They're yeah. not... Also... By the way, the werewolf feet in this movie, depending on who it is, they don't look even kind of the same. No. No. No, there's no consistency in like, the werewolf. At one point they have um like centaur type feet. It's yeah. not like it's not it's not horseshoes. But like the paws are much smaller. Yeah, it's and, a, it's those canine feet where like the the it bends back and everything. Right. Yeah. But the paws are much smaller. And then there are other times where like they're like long claws and real long toes yeah. and like really huge feet. Yeah. 
it, where they look more like like monkey like clawed monkey feet or something like clawed like like long... clawed human feet yeah yeah like they don't look like werewolf feet and I don't know yeah it just doesn't make any sense no but yeah the thing I was just like so okay so this werewolf that you know presumably I guess it's Judy Greer has the presence of mind to take off all her clothes so that she's not like destroying her dress right at the right gala. yeah and stow it somewhere fine whatever maybe in her car who knows whatever. And she's barefoot, but she still just walks through an oil slick. Yeah. Right. Right? She's like, oh, I don't want anybody. But, like, it, it, that just is so fucking weird to me. Unless it's blood from another person she killed, but, like... Right, but then why would it be human feet human turning feet. into werewolf? Yeah. If it was the other way around, if it was, like, there's blood on the ground and there's giant paw prints that turn into human prints, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. They killed somebody, and now they're going to kill Maya, too. Right. But that doesn't happen. No. And... I mean, that might be from a cut where it was originally Scott Bayo. That's what I was thinking. Right? It, I was thinking that Scott Bayo killed her. But also, I mean, it could be that Joshua Jackson killed her because he right. they had an exchange right before that happened. Um, my favorite part of that scene is when they cut to, like, over the Hummer. She's hiding under the Hummer yes. or whatever. And they cut over the Hummer and you just see her ears, like her leopard print headband yeah. ears and her purse and they're perfectly aligned next to each other like as if somebody laid out their outfit for the morning yeah yeah, yeah. like it's not like there was like a, a like a like scuffle she them or, or she was a, like she was struggling or crawling they're like perfectly laid alongside each other yeah yeah uh yeah i mean that that scene isn't like poorly written or anything it's like you know she's small and hummers yeah. are very large so the whole thing is like the wolf looks over and she's not on the ground where he expected her to be. Uh, and he like looks underneath and he doesn't see her because she's standing on the running board on the side of the Hummer and holding on to the handle. So she's like, you know, invisible from the far side, you know, right. she's not underneath it. She's not above it, you know? And, um, I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then like, I mean, there's, I don't know, not really anything you can do with that. So then she just runs. Yeah. yeah. And she gets on an elevator, and the elevator gets stuck between floors, and the werewolf's trying to get to her, and she's trying to climb out, and she fails, and the werewolf has to take the stairs. Well, it's also <laughs> clumsy. Like, the emotions of the werewolf are clumsy. She's clumsy. Yeah. It's not scary. There's no real attempt to be frightening here. No. Yeah, no. In fact, the arms coming through reminded me of... Like behind the scenes set photos of the King Kong movies with the giant Kong arm oh, and yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like, where they're just like swinging it back and forth. That's what that looks like. It just looks like this big Kong hand swinging around in the elevator. You know what it looked like to me? What? Uh, you, ever, you ever like put your cat in a box and then you like tickle the outside <laughs> of the box and they just stick their arm yeah. through like a handle and they just blindly <laughs> grab around? It kind of yeah, looks like that. You know, it's it was slow though. It, it was, was like it was just too like, slow. Yeah. Um, at one point, Eisenberg is bullied by dogs. Yep, <laughs> yep, sure is. Like, all these dogs in the neighborhood show up and just start like they're all gathered in the street outside of his house. They all start like barking, and he opens the window and he's like, "Shut up, shut up, dogs!" And then he goes, "I woo." And then they ADR in like a wolf howl, and then all the dogs look at each other and then run away. And I was like, I understand what they're trying to convey here, but I, I, the tone I got from it was more like the dogs were like, they're like this fucking dumb idiot humans half werewolf now. Let's go fucking make fun of them. And they're like, yo, pussy. You know what it felt like <laughs> to like, me? And they're like, he did it. He fucking straight up did it, dude. I can't believe you got him. 
It felt <laughs> to left. me like the kids who tell the stories about the witch in the old house. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, it's not a witch. And then they go over and they're like they're trying daring. to... Yeah, yeah, they're daring. And then they see that this guy howls at them and they're like, oh, shit. She's a witch. And like takes off. It's, that's yeah. what it felt like. That dude doesn't even look anything like Josh Hartnett. You're crazy. <laughs> Just oh the hair a little. Um, this, movie does a con- this movie does contain a hate watch, great watch favorite, which is Smash Cut to Wolf Eyes. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Christina Ricci is like in the bathroom at work and turning into a werewolf. And for some reason, her one coworker is nosy as fuck. If you're in a, if you if you go into a restroom, public restroom, and you see somebody run from the sink to the stall. And you're like, oh, hey, if I was like, hey, Tina, and you didn't say anything. And then I hear you be like, I'm I'm like, you okay in there? Maybe. Maybe I'd say that. But I'm probably not. I'm probably going to be like, oh, maybe I should leave? Because you're going to like throw up or shit a lot or something. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be here for that. Nobody nobody wants to know they're being observed. No, I I mean, I think I would be like, can I get you anything? Yeah. No? Gonna go. Right. But no, she doesn't do that. She... Starts to slowly push open the stall door, and it's like, dude, lady, for all you fucking know, she yeah, she ate some bad tie, and she's about to fucking like loudly, both ends. yeah, Ugh. loudly <laughs> just fucking eject rotten food, and like you're gonna go in there, like right. you're gonna go in there to watch your your coworker Christina Ricci have a sweaty fucking vomit shit, like <laughs> some food poisoning at work, and you want to be there for it, like. Just be like, I'll get you some Alka-Seltzer, and then go to the fucking break room and get her a cup of Alka-Seltzer and come back. Yeah. Right. Like, here's a bottle of water on the on the counter out here. Yeah. Good luck. A bottle of water and, uh, See I don't ya. know. I got, you a, I got you a pair of uh, underwear out of that Japanese vending machine <laughs> we got at the Craig Kilborn show, probably. Here's a change of clothes and an Andy's mint. Good luck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> here's, yeah here's some new underwear and an Andy's mint. Here go. Here's a pair of sweatpants and, uh... <laughs> I got yeah. you a Craig Kilborn t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Late, late show, running shorts, and, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, oh, at one point, Judy Greer says, there's no such thing as safe sex with a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> yep, she does. Yeah, she does. That is the thing she said. And that, she says that as a human, and then about five minutes later, as a werewolf, she says, shit. <laughs> she does when the cops come, as if she's gonna get arrested. Yeah, like, as a werewolf. As a werewolf. Shit, I got warrants. <laughs> but like, also, her transformation into a werewolf is the jankiest Ugh. shit I have ever seen. She becomes like ape-like yeah, at one she, point. All her human hair leaves. It all yeah. falls out, and then she bulks up, and, and and briefly from behind, she looks like Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's like part Gollum, part Vin Diesel. Yeah, it goes from Gollum to Vin Diesel. Real quick. And then it starts to get hairy, and I was like, okay, this is like garbage. Like a garbage transformation. And then they have the mis- they make the mistake of actually showing us this face, which is bad. Bad. It is bad. bad. I don't even know. So I saw the side-by-side of, like, I mean, we watched the whole movie. We saw their, their werewolf. But I saw the Rick Baker werewolf, and, like, I mean, unsurprisingly, it's a very good design. Yeah. It kind of has, like, a weirdly humanoid face. Like, it's still definitely a wolf face, but, like, it does bridge that gap of, like, what is canine about something and what is, like, you know, humanoid about right. it. Yeah. And it's it's unsettling looking and, like, probably would have looked great. Probably did look great in this movie. Yeah. And was probably a lot more interesting. But 
Now I'm going to have to go back and look at it and see if I think it looks like Scott Bayo or Judy Greer or Josh Jackson or, like, I don't know, Christina Ricci or Jesse Eisenberg or, I guess, right, Josh Hartnett. Like, who is it supposed to be? Yeah, who right. knows? It's crazy. Dude. You know, I feel bad for the actors in this because I feel like it's yeah. the biggest bait and switch. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that nobody, I like, it, I can't even really, and I, I've tried not to really say anything about anybody's performance because I don't think you can give a good performance because at no point do I feel like you knew what you were supposed to be doing. No, and it was reshot so many times yeah. that, like, who knows how good the performance actually was. Right, and, like, yeah. can you imagine, you know, as an actor, and I don't know any, all of these actors, like, methodologies or whatever, but, you know, you're putting yourself into the head of a character, and sometimes, famously, actors who are very method and stuff get stuck. Right. And they have trouble, like, not thinking like that person. You know, David yeah. Day-Lewis famously only works a few times a year because it takes him so long to get into and out of a character that he can't do it a lot because it's detrimental to his health and well-being. Can you imagine having to be these fucking people for two and a half fucking years? Well, the other thing is, is it prohibited them from other projects, which probably would have been good. Yeah. Because most of the people, the main people in this movie, choose pretty good projects yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Um. I like like most of this cast. I'm, so do I. I mean, Shannon like, Elizabeth, I'm kind of no, like break really even on, her. and Maya's not good. She's a throwaway. And, but like uh, yeah. the rest of them are good, and like. I mean, I'm biased because I'm a Josh Jackson fan, but he's, he, good he's good in this. He's good in he's good at times most in things. This. Yeah, he is good in most things. He's good um, at times in this. I actually think the finale in the kitchen, that whole fight, he's very good. He's very good at being scary. But he, he kind of is giving me Chris Sarandon in uh, the original Fright Night vibes. Okay. Like, yeah. it's that kind of, like, performance. And I was like, oh, that's what this movie should have been. This movie should have been Fright Night, but with werewolves. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That would have been very fun. Like, structure it sort of like Fright Night. Add the STD sort of like, you know, make it grounded in reality that way, like yeah. parallel. And yeah, do that. And let Josh Jackson be this like simmering evil werewolf guy that you know is a werewolf but can't prove it and whatever. You don't need to do the bait and switch. You don't need to have like no. six werewolves and do not need a hall of mirrors. You do not need the. I, I feel like this is a Kevin Williamson thing. Like, we'll set it at a wax museum so then we can have a bunch of movie stuff in it like we don't right. need to keep referencing movies especially in in a movie where apparently nobody knows the rules of werewolves well i think the wax museum thing was meant to be scarier because you weren't sure who was real and who was fake in the crowd yeah i think that was supposed to be the setup but yeah. like it never that never follows through because yeah. we don't have enough of it yeah and it just seems like i don't know it just seems like an idea from an, like a different movie like, you know. It feels like Dawson wrote it. Yeah, it does feel like Dawson wrote it. Remember, remember when he goes to college and he actually finally makes a movie and everybody fucking hates it and he, like, rage quits his yes. whole fucking uh -huh. life? Yeah. That's this movie. <laughs> yeah. God, what a baby. Yeah, he's I love Vanderbeek, but yeah. Oh, I mean, well, he... As Josh... As, as, as Dawson Leary, he's such a baby. Well, James Vanderbeek hates Dawson Leary. Yeah, of course. It's it's been a, I'm sure a cloud over his whole well, career. No, but he talks about like in the oh, reunion. Oh, just like as a person. Yeah, he's just like he's he's like I was so annoyed by myself. <laughs> he's like he's so annoying, and god. I'm like oh my god, he is. Yeah, Vanderbeek rules. He's the best. Yeah, honestly, most of that cast is pretty fucking great. Yeah. Like really. They are, but I mean, you know, Christina Ricci usually chooses pretty good projects. Yeah. She's not a bunch, but she chooses pretty good ones. Yeah. Um, Jesse Eisenberg does pretty good projects. He's doing well for himself. Right. So, like, I just... He's, like, he's one of the Lex Luthers. He's the Lex Luthor that famously left a jar of piss for Holly Hunter and then blew up the Senate or whatever. Mm. That's what happens in one of them movies. 
Eisenberg is Spider Wolf. I wrote that because at one point he just leaps up yeah, and can stick to the ceiling. The ceiling. Kind of, yeah, like I understand he's got claws, but like so do dogs and wolves, and they don't climb onto the ceiling. That doesn't no. make any fucking sense. And it I just, think it was supposed to be scary, but it's not. It's silly. It's it just, really goofy. The whole time I was like, "What? Right? How does that make sense? It doesn't. No. Like we've never seen them climbing any. I, I just, why? And then uh, yeah, that's it. My last note is should have been Polly. <laughs> yeah. Should have been bothered. Yeah, that's it. Is there anything else anybody else wants to talk about? Those are all my notes. No, no. I I do not have many notes. Um, there's a part where they're just eating raw meat with salt on it. Oh yeah, I oh, noted yeah. that. I made yeah. a sad face about meat it. Meat salt is mm-hmm. what I'm. <laughs> yeah, and that's. Then, I mean, I think that's also supposed to be like we're becoming wolf, they, but no, neither of them acknowledge it. it. Yeah, no, nobody acknowledges it. It's real weird. Right, which like in the language of film, that tells me that's not weird. Ex- exactly like this is of, just normal right for like them. yeah she should have been like are you eating raw meat with salt on it and he should have been like i kind of can't stop and they should have like had a conversation or an argument and like she should have gotten like real fired up and you're like oh are they gonna fight are you gonna wolf out and fight like that kind of thing and then she should be like and then just like grab the meat and like bit into yeah. it and walked out no they're both casually talking and he's eating this meat with salt and then she grabs a piece and yeah. eats it but like as it's if fucking it's crudite, yeah. super casual nothing, right. nothing, nothing weird it's a nature valley bar yeah yeah I did make a note about how bad some of the um, insults are in this. Like, okay. ass wimp wad. Ass wimp wad. Yeah, that's what Milo says that. Yeah. Or one of his goons. One says of it. them says it to Jesse. Jesse yeah. Calls him an ass wimp wad. Lemon face Josh Hartnett. And I'm like, what is that? Am I supposed to be offended by that? Because I'm not. Ass wimp wad. Again, that's something written by a grown ass man uh-huh. trying to be like, well, this is how dumb bullies sound. And it's like, Dude, you're clearly still carrying a lot of this baggage around. So, right, like, who hurt you, Kevin Williamson? Right, it's like I'm sure it was bullies, and I'm sure that sucked because I was also bullied, and I get it. But like, either let it go or put some real fucking zing in there. Yeah, but that's the only other note I made. Yeah, yeah, agree. We hit on everything else that I made a note about. Um, I want to see where in Wes Craven's filmography this falls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he did Cursed. After Scream 3, he did The Red Eye, which came out the same year as Cursed because of the delay. Right. The Red Eye's not bad. That is, um, is that Anna Kendrick and Killian Murphy? Oh, on an airplane? Yeah. Yeah. That's not I, bad. I vaguely Red remember Eye, yeah. it. Yeah, that's not bad. I think her dad is Brian Cox, which is always good. He directed a segment in Paris, uh, Paris Jetame. I've seen that recently, and it's very good. They directed My Soul to Take, which I've never scene. That doesn't even Ooh, sound familiar. That sounds yeah, not um, familiar at all. I think it's got something to do with like an evil bridge. <laughs> Whoa! It says okay. a serial killer returns to his hometown to stalk seven seven children who share the same birthday as the date he was allegedly put to rest. So that sounds bad. Like Nightmare on Elm Street, kind of. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought it had something to do with an evil bridge, but maybe it was a scene in the bridge in the trailer. I don't know. Yeah. And then Scream 4 in 2011, and that was his last project. So this was pretty near the end. Scream 4 is better directed than this. I don't I don't like it as a movie. Um, I don't hate it. It's just, I'm just lukewarm on it. I think it has some tonal issues. I've never seen it. Um, it opens with a cold open that's very much like, like a scary movie, like parody of horror movies. Like It's, okay. it's too meta, where yeah. it, it, it doesn't fit into the tone of the rest of the movie. It seems silly. And I hate that. It's a terrible tone to start with. And then after that, it's like, oh, and now the movie starts. But um, it's okay. It's just, mm. you know, but it's much better directed than this. Yeah. Um, and I th- like I said, I think The Red Eye is actually really good and well-directed, very tense. 
Yeah, it's a bummer because you know, uh, Hills Have Eyes. Is that Wes Craven? Yeah. He did the original Last House on the Left. I knew that. Hills Have Eyes, then Summer of Fear, Deadly Blessing, Swamp Thing. Hills Have Eyes Part 2, Nightmare on Elm Street, Chiller, Deadly Friend, Serpent in the Rainbow, Shocker, which rules. We watched Shocker during uh, quarantine. That's the Mitch Pileggi um, gets put to death in the electric chair and he becomes an electric demon. Yes. Movie rules. Yes. Night Visions, People Under the Stairs. Wes Craven's new nightmare vampire in Brooklyn boy <laughs> that's a rough one and then scream scream 2 music of the heart which I've never seen scream 3 and then cursed and stuff interesting so yeah I mean like a lot of a lot of hits in there I mean they're not all blockbusters or whatever Serpent in the Rainbow is great and very scary hmm. it's a movie about voodoo um, it's very good very scary so should we uh, do our ratings yeah our final consensus yeah I picked this I'll, I'll go first I yeah this you picked rough. it this is a this is a hate watch. This is like a real legitimate hate watch. This isn't even a like you could you'll enjoy it if you watch it with people. Like it's too disjointed to follow. If we weren't specifically going to do this episode, like I would have just tuned this out and never thought about it again. It's just a mess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a mess. I blame Miramax entirely. I I don't even I I think the writing is a little shoddy in places, but I. I feel like there's probably an explanation for that, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like he probably was like, well, fuck it. I, I tried on the first draft. Like I said, I tried on the first draft. I'm not going to waste my energy. I'm just going to throw something out there and they can do whatever they want with it. Right. And, you know, because I think everybody involved in this is better than this. Yeah. Um, I just think it was, uh, yeah, all studio bullshit and interference. And, uh, yeah, it's a mess. Uh, so. Hate watch. If this is a hate watch, what would you recommend to somebody to watch in place of it? Um, I mean, you know, if you're specifically looking for a werewolf movie, there's a ton of great werewolf movies. Like, American Werewolf in London is all is like the gold standard, I think, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Howling is great. Wolfen, I've never seen, but I've heard is good. I've been trying to find a copy of Wolfen for years. Um, the Howling is really good, though. Um, yeah, if you want a Wes Craven movie, like... I listed all those Craven movies. And almost all of them are better than this. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, and I don't think this is his fault. I just think there's no way to make a good movie out of this. Right. Yeah. Crystal? Yeah. I would have to say that this is a hate watch as well. Um, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was really hard to follow, and it, everything just seemed weird and not in a good way. Um yeah, because like Which we is watch, unfortunate. we've watched a lot of bad movies, and but... like, yeah, and you can like them because they're they're something. Yeah, yeah, this was a whole bunch of yeah. I I think earlier Tina said like, you know, picked out of a hat and strung yeah. together. That's very much how it feels. Yeah, mm. it very much feels like they just kind of cut and pasted wherever they wanted, whatever they wanted, and made a movie out of it. And you know the Shakespeare quote, like, uh, you know. This is all by a fool on a stage. That whole thing ends yeah. with, like, it's all sound and fury signifying nothing. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh, cool. It's, yeah, some good people doing a whole lot of nothing. And yeah. that's really unfortunate, so. Wonder how, I wonder how the payment works for something like this. Like, if you sign on for a movie, and I assume it's, like, a lump sum, like, you get your fee. But then, like, if it gets extended and you have to reshoot, like, a whole second movie, like, do you get paid again? Or... I think it depends on your contract. Yeah. 
God, I hope everybody got paid for this. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I think, I think it, dep- it depends on whether or not you are contracted for a lump sum. Yeah. Or you're contracted by the hour, or you're contracted by the scene, or... Yeah. I mean, it really could depend. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't, re- yeah, I don't really know much about yeah, how that Yeah, I don't know works. either. But yeah, like, if you had to spend two years of your career, like, prime time for a lot of these, you know, yeah. actors' career, it's not like there's a lot of older actors in this or anything. They were all no. doing stuff, like two years working on this and having to turn down other gigs like that right. sucks i hope you fucking got paid recouped something yeah. yeah yeah teen i agree it's a hate watch i'm kind of glad i saw it yeah uh but well, mostly because your josh jackson um, completism list yeah and like you know i didn't know i had like a werewolf kink till now but here we are <laughs> like, no. let me spit in your mouth zaddy <laughs> God, I hate that. Let's climb um, into the Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> but, you he know. He straight up was like, that could be fun later. Let's fuck in an Iron Maiden. Right. It's like, what? That should have been a red flag. <laughs> but, you know, it has um, it has a lot of, like, signatures of its time. Yeah. And I kind of enjoy seeing things like that. Like, things that were a part of, like, my childhood that I didn't see during my childhood or my adolescence or my youth. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So, I like kind of looking back on that and seeing the actors that, like, were really popular in the time and the kind of movie that was really popular at the time, the slasher films and the teen slasher films were really popular at that time. Yeah. And so it kind of feels like I'm looking into, it almost feels like I looked into something that was never released. Like I saw something that never saw the light of day. Right. And I that feels kind of cool. True. That feels kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't. This was never seen. <laughs> yeah. That's how it feels. It feels like we found lost footage of a movie that was never released. Yeah. And that would be kind of cool if that was the case, except this was released. Kind of, sure. And it wasn't it wasn't worth anybody's time or energy or money. Yeah. And I feel like it was a waste of a lot of talent. Yeah. And um, it's kind of sad. Yeah, like, it's a bummer. It, it's, yeah, it's just kind of sad. Um, I wouldn't recommend that you watch it unless you really are curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you've got nothing to do with your afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> As far as werewolf stories go, it is certainly not even close to the best one that exists. As far as teen horror movies go, it is most definitely not even close to anything good that exists. I mean, if you want to watch a teen horror movie, go with the classics. Go with, you know, it's a classic now. I mean, I know what you did last summer, Scream. Those movies are going to satisfy that desire. If you've never seen them, go watch them. But that's... Yeah. That's really it. I mean, it's yeah. not... I'm glad that I watched it with you guys. If I had watched it alone, I probably would have turned it off. Oh, yeah. I definitely would have turned it off if it weren't for... Like, ten minutes in, I probably would have turned it off. Yeah. Um, it just... No, and that's the thing is, I thought... I was like, oh, maybe we're in for something. Because, like, they get to that... Car- I knew I knew how to car accident mm-hmm. was how they get werewolfized, right? Knew that was coming because of, like, one of the plot s- summaries. And we're at that car accident inside of, like five to seven minutes and i was like oh we're really fucking running along i was like oh maybe this is like gonna have a lot of like werewolf stuff in it right and it just spins its wheels and it's just like turns out it was just in a hurry to get nowhere well and like to be really clear i'm not a horror movie fan that's been established many a time on this podcast it is not my thing uh i've seen some i'm good it's fine it's not my thing uh this is not even remotely scary yeah. No. Not even a little bit. No, it's a little gory, but... It's a little gory, but the gore is so bad, it feels like Dawson's movie where they're smashing watermelons. Yeah. It's yeah. so bad that it's not even... 
gross. Yeah, and like, I'm particularly nauseous today, and the gore didn't do anything to my stomach. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Ugh. I'd also like the takeaway to be that even though we're all in pretty rough shape today and just kind of moseying through this, yeah. uh, that has no reflection on how bad this movie actually no, is. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think that would make this movie more enjoyable. No. Um, no, I could I think... be in a polycule with Milo Ventimiglia and whatever the fuck that girl's name was. And uh, I still would be it. like, this movie sucks, y'all. I'm sorry. I know you were in it. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for enduring this film with me, y'all. And especially uh, since none of us is at 100%. Yeah, yeah. man. It's all right. Uh, we went on this ride together. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if anyone would like to buy my copy of the Cursed DVD, <laughs> I will be selling it. Crystal, would you like to direct anybody anywhere on the internet? Sure. Um, you can find my paintings and stickers and all sorts of stuff on Instagram at Wantful Things. Wantful underscore things is me. Um yeah, we're, so, yeah. we're living in her gallery. Yeah, uh, we have we have my paintings hanging up in the house. It would be cool if somebody bought them. So you know, yes, buy them. Check, check them out. Yeah, buy them. Teen. Uh, you know how it goes. You guys can follow me on social media if you want to. I have an art page I don't use very much. That's Tina Dylan Art on Instagram. It's great. And I have a, a regular Instagram faux underscore coyote. That that name is uh. Due to Hunter. Yes. Uh, we're at a win- diner. My yeah. winter coat. <laughs> Hunter's winter coat was labeled faux coyote. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the fur lining was faux coyote. <laughs> and I was like, that's the best thing I ever heard. And that was my Instagram. Yeah. Um, you, you literally were like, oh, is that a new coat? It's like, yeah. You're like, I like the fur. And I was like, it's faux coyote. And you're like, I'm changing my Instagram handle right now. <laughs> and I did. And it's been that way ever since. Yeah. And you could follow me there because I post lots of clips of Hate Watch, Great Watch. Yes. And they're funny and... They are. We're we're funny people. If you don't yeah. want to listen to a whole episode, which is stupid. Yeah. But if you really don't want to, uh, you get a little funny snippet every now and then on my page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can get uh, the episodes every other Wednesday. That's every other Wednesday on moviejohn.com, anywhere that you get podcasts. Um, subscribe to the Movie John Patreon for as little as $5 a month and you get all kinds of content. Um, there's a lot more coming too. I am like up to my friggin' eyeballs in content creation stuff right now. So um, that's a phrase I hate, but it's true. Um, a lot You're of a lo- content creator. Yeah, I, yeah mm. I just think like it's like no, I'd rather just be like a creator. Yeah, I just like I just make stuff. I just do things. Yeah, I just I'm just what's that? Wasn't that Big Bear? Big Bear doing things. Wasn't doing that? things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like Big Bear doing things. <laughs> Hunter Bush, Doing influencer. This. Yeah, I just like whatever. But yeah, we have a lot of like really cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't, this will drop in October. I don't think anything will quite be up yet. But actually, maybe we'll see. Um, you can email us uh, at write hate watch great watch. That's w r i t e h w g w at gmail dot com or follow us at h w g w podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, thanks again, uh, both of you, for being here and sitting through this. Thanks, Tina, for filling in uh, again as guest host uh, while Allison is on Rumspringa. Happy to do it. I hope she's enjoying her Rumspringa. Um, and, yeah, thanks again, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.
also, you know, I mean, to be fair, Metallica ruined giving a shit about music rights for all bands for all time because they look like big whiny babies. Lars. Yeah. Mm. Napster's taking my golden toilets and oh my shark tank bathtub or whatever the fuck. Shark <laughs> tank Whatever fucking rich guy nonsense. It's like, you know, you could just live in like a decent house with a security system, but you know, and then you'd have like all this extra money, but you were like, No, I want to overlook the Hollywood Hills when I'm home, which is like three months of the year. You gotta watch out, that's where the werewolves live. 